Traveling the Vortex. We have joined the Doctor as he travels the Vortex and landed at episode number 228. All hail Zagnar. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? I'm reading this this free book I got about Zagnar. I'm still reading this free book I got about Zagnar. He's a wonderful ruler, isn't he? He is a wonderful ruler. A malevolent one. Yes. Malevolent, too. Malevolent, too, yes. All hail Zagnar. All hail Zagnar. You guys do anything fun this week? I've been reading this uh, comic book about <laughs> Zagnar. <laughs> I went back and saw Ultron. I, I went back and saw Ultron on Monday. So. We okay. took my mom on Sunday. Did you? Yeah. So you've seen it twice now. Yeah. And? Uh, it, it, as I expected, <laughs> it, it's much better a second go. Um, I don't think I still would rank it above The Avengers. As far as the movie goes, but it's it's up there and it's still up there in the top three. It's I, I figured it out. And I, I talked a little bit about Keith to this to Keith this earlier this week, but I figured out what happened is I went into this, this is my I sabotaged myself. I went into the thing with so many expectations and so many predictions for this movie that when they didn't pan out, I think it com- I confused myself. <laughs> and so now having watched it again, knowing what to expect, I, it was just there for the I was along for the ride. So I just it. it it's really well. It doesn't feel as cram-packed. It still is. It obviously is. I think everybody says that. Yeah. But it doesn't feel as cram-packed as it did the first time I saw it. So, um, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. It's, In fact, I'm, I'm actually been oh, – I had to keep myself from going again this week. I'm chomping <laughs> at the bit to go again, but I, I don't want to spend, drop it up because I saw it in 3D this time, which – I don't know why people are complaining about the 3D. The 3D looks great. I didn't, I didn't know people were complaining about the 3D. Oh, I, I've heard people, really? yeah, say that it was there was too much motion blur, which it's not in the. It's, I mean, it's not in the high frame frame rate. So I think everybody got spoiled by Hobbit. seeing the Hobbit films in 3D. <laughs> it, it's good. It they integrates really well. I really wanted there to were see a lot of it in 3D, but we didn't because my mom doesn't like 3D. Yeah. So. There was well, and I went back by myself. I actually went with Robert uh, from oh, work yeah. and. Uh, we were, there were only like five of us. And we went at eleven fifteen because I had to do it after I went to, after work that night. And there was literally when I walked in there, I was the only one in the theater, and I thought, "That's not been cool <laughs> just to be here by myself." But I knew Robert was coming, and he was bringing a friend, and so I thought, "Man, that's still even cool." Three people, yeah. but then two more people showed up uh-huh. after we got there. So, of course, the main reason I wanted to see it in three D was the Star Wars trailer. Which I did get to see this time because I forgot to tell you guys I didn't it's, see the Star it's, Wars it's trailer not on 2D. the first time. Yeah, yeah, and two D. Yesterday, Sunday, when we went and saw it, we had a few different trailers than when we when I went on Saturday. Yeah, me too. Well, but, of course, like, I saw the three D, so I got a couple yeah. So of you got a lot of different. I ones. think we only had like two or three trailers. Well, we got. But of course, uh, we the, went to set Alamo, which yeah. is uh-huh. they have a whole different presentation. They, yeah, they've got a whole. We had that Ryan Reynolds uh, selfless trailer. That's a kind of interesting idea. This guy tries to live forever by putting his brain in another person's yes, body. Yes, so I got that too this time. Yeah. Hmm. I finished Daredevil. Yeah, he and Ben Kingsley. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead. <laughs> really good. Daredevil was really good. Oh, and on Avengers, I don't think I picked up anything extra 
that I didn't get the first time. It just cemented what I got the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 Sarah it, picked up new stuff on it, but I didn't. I think so seeing much. it the second time, yeah, it's, it's probably it the best term. It. it solidifies a lot of the things that you saw the first time that you maybe walked out or wondering, is that really what I got out of that? This time I went, yeah, I did get that out of it. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Daredevil was wonderful. It ended... I, I don't fully know if I grasp the plot, Fisk's plot, of what he was planning on doing, but I'm okay with it. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of have a vague idea. I don't have this, like, a s- specifics aren't, like, solid in my head. I think Sarah hasn't watched them yet, so I'm going to rewatch them all anyways. I'm I think all you really grasp. need to get out of it, without spoiling Sean too much, I think all you really needed. I think all you really needed to get out of it, out of his character. I mean, because there's, I thought his character development was really yeah, good. I would agree really there. Yeah, but oh, as as far as his evil scheme for Hell's Kitchen, it's kind of. It, I, that's why I'm. Uh, I, I don't think this will ruin it because I think this is in line with the comics. And even if you aren't familiar with, even if you don't read the comics, you're familiar enough with the Kingpin character. I think, I think uh, Fisk's ultimate thing is I think he's so messed up. But I think in his mind he's still think he's he's using whatever means necessary to obtain a goal that he thinks is best for Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. And unfortunately it's, it's this warped actually, goal. Yeah. It's this warped basically evil goal. And so I think you're supposed to have the smallest amount of sympathy for the oh, character. Yeah, I did. And so I think that's I think ultimately that's what you're supposed to get okay. out of it, is he thinks he's doing it the right way. Yeah, and which he's doing I, it by any means. Which and I got all that. I just didn't understand what the any means necessary was fully. <laughs> I thought that was kind of clear. Well, I, I I don't know. I guess I don't <laughs> at, understand. At every turn, he was. I mean, he's just basically using he was, he was organized trying, crime to yeah, to take over and be almost rule it in a sense. I see, I didn't. I didn't get the the necessarily. Or, he meant for. I mean, he meant for power. Yes. Yeah. Well, and to, but not necessarily. And, and almost rule it. Almost well, maybe not rule it. Almost an Ultron motivation in a sense. Very much so. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I, okay so then I did get Very what I. So. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So then I got what I thought. Of, okay. Very much so. And again, I don't think that ruins anything. So. No, it doesn't at all. Did you watch anything else? Oh, you know, watched Agents of Shield. I won't talk too much about it, but they did you see it? Yes. Oh my gosh! Huge revelation at the end. <laughs> Huge revelation. I didn't expect that. Raina's mom. Raina's mom. Not Raina's mom. <laughs> Sky's oh, mom. That, that, yeah. yeah. Big yeah. revelation. <laughs> what? Well, I, I would almost call it more of a twist than a revelation. Twist, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I guess. The beginning was kind of a bit more she of a revealed, revelation. She me. revealed her true self. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. That's very true. Flash was really good. Flash was really good. Arrow was really good this week too. I wish you'd get. I've started up. season three. I wish you'd. I've started up. season three, and so far, <coughs> I still don't know how they're going to do this crossover this week with Flash airing before the Arrow. But well, you, you know, when it originally aired, Flash air first, pilot, then the season premiere of Arrow, and so you see that conversation. Before he gets the phone call. That's true. So do you suppose they're going to do the same? So it's kind of a wibbly wobbly. You got to mind fit it. <laughs> Ollie obviously shows up. It must have been earlier than. Or later or however they're they not leave hurting, They're not working concurrently. Or they're not running concurrently. They are, but there's five minute wiggle. Uh, 
a day wiggle room, okay. maybe hour wiggle well, room. Well, that works because I mean, in the in well, I don't the, know about an hour because <laughs> they're clear off in. Well, the Flash goes to Starling City in the pilot, so I mean that's yeah. how I'll tell you everybody. Be. Everybody in Arrow is in whatever that country is where Raj is. Oh, I'll say that right now. That's why. <laughs> that's why I'm completely. It can't baffled. be an hour. I'm baffled. Yeah, it's not. Well, I don't know. Sean's already pointed out that the time mechanics of Arrow aren't necessarily realistic. But, I've, but I've, so far, season three is all right. I've watched two episodes. Um, first episode, I liked what they did, but didn't like what they did with Felicity. I didn't like that. I and I liked the the initial start of it, and then didn't like the oh no we can't aspect of it. It felt like forced drama. And felt very CW. Welcome to Arrow. I mean, it, it <laughs> really that, is. That, I mean, as good of a as good as of a more, TV series it is. It's a lot of forced drama. It, that that bit just felt more than any okay. than any other. A little more heavy handed than the first yeah. Episode. Maybe because it was all in one episode. <laughs> maybe had they stretched it out a few episodes. Yeah. And I was really liking Laurel, and then this the second episode I watched. The second episode I watched, she just kind of reverted back to form. Um, From by the end of the episode, she got a little better, and, and given the circumstances, I'm willing to forgive it, considering what happens at the end of episode one <laughs> and what she's going through. Hang in there because Laurel's character has really explored this. Season. Oh yeah, and, and Felicity, <laughs> and so um, I'm really interested to see how uh, the third spinoff is going to work, considering a certain character is supposed to be on that. An actress who I don't quite know how that's going to work yet. The whole basis of that second episode of season two, uh, three. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm assuming I'm going to, uh, you know, wink, discover. wink, nudge, yeah, nudge, say no I, more. I, yeah, they'll do some TV trickery, I'm sure. <laughs> I when I oh, first, we'll be when I first saw the I news, I figured them. it was going to be the other one. I trust, but them. and then realized, okay, well, no, it's going to have. Well, she's staying on Arrow, so I don't know what they're going to do with you. Well, <laughs> considering the premise of the thir- of the spinoff, it can work very yeah, easily. I suppose so. uh, the only other thing I watched this week was Maleficent. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't good. It wasn't as bad as Sean gave it <laughs> a review for. A lot of the elements that. He pointed out, go back and listen to that one. I agree with, and but it just kind of lays there and does nothing more than anything. I else. think Sean kind of you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but Sean kind of alluded to this as well. The most that I hear about the movie, the good about the movie, is Angelina Jolie and her portrayal of her. And visually, it's a great is, movie, and it's pretty. Yeah, and it's just and the honest trailer kind of hits it on the nail on the head too. Is it's a bunch of exposition and backstory for a character that you don't need that for whose name literally means evil. Yeah. You don't need anything more than that. Yep. I haven't seen it still. <laughs> I'm still waiting to get the kids and everybody. I kind of chastise my mom for liking it <laughs> because she doesn't like the princess movies too much because Blasphemy. Oh, it's, she doesn't think that young women should take away the lesson that no. your happiness is dependent on that's, a man. That's a very modern uh, point of view. I but can, I, had, I can appreciate that. I, and I appreciate that too. But I had to point out to her, 
Maleficent's happiness is also based on a man. Mm-hmm. And it's just the reverse. She's not happy. She's been jilted. Yeah. <laughs> She's angry about it. It's just it's the it's the opposite side of the coin. So and once I pointed Does that out. Does she like to Frozen? Her, she was okay with Frozen. I would think so. That one's yeah. kind of bucks the trend. <laughs> I think she was on the fence about Frozen, worried that it was going to go that way. And when it didn't, I think she liked ah. it. It's not one she owns or anything, but. She should. It's a great movie. It is a great movie. <laughs> uh, Sean, what did you do this week, Sean? We watched. You apparently had a big week. I had a. Well, I didn't have a big week, but I, I did a lot of stuff. We watched uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, which is fun. Fun. That's about all. That's you about all I can say about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it, it it leaves some pretty gaping plot holes. Like, why are you going to leave those kids in the desert? <laughs> but um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, my Road Warrior is still the pinnacle of. It's very eighties. Popcorn film. Yeah. Yeah. Not that it was bad by any stretch of the imagination. It's just a, it's, I don't know that it's one that I would go back and revisit very often. <laughs> if I remember correctly, it's one I would almost call glam. Parts of it. I, maybe that 80s, <clears throat> that 80s glam. I aspect. think I know what you're referring to. I don't know that. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah, of fuzzy yeah, to yeah. me. It's been a while since I've seen I, I it. I think I know the, I I don't think that's exactly the term that you're looking for, but I think you're kind of encapsulating me. For a movie that's called yeah. Beyond Thunderdome, we really didn't deal much with Thunderdome. <laughs> Thunderdome <laughs> well, that's because like you're beyond the last it. twenty minutes. Of the oh, it's, movie. it's the first twenty minutes. Oh, the first the, twenty minutes of the movie, and, yeah, and yeah. it's a lot smaller. Well, because they go than beyond that. When you say yeah. Thunderdome, <laughs> I get this. You know, the Sprint Center kind of in my head, and it's not. It's a Little cage. Madison Square Garden. Yeah, Madison Square Cube. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's a, it's, it's a it's a little it's a little tiny cage and. But yeah, it was fun. So Something that it. could actually there could be clouds and thunder in. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't. Yeah. I didn't know that uh, two men enter, one man leaves was from there. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Didn't, didn't well, I, I assume so. It's been a long they, time since I've seen it. They yeah. said it an awful lot in there, <laughs> and I've heard it referred to as you know that line from that '80s movie. And I just I didn't know it was that '80s that movie. '80s movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we are on season five of Arrow, or uh, not Arrow. Of, uh, <laughs> you jumped forward in time. I am <laughs> so far ahead of you. Wow, he's finally ahead of me, and there's no possible way that could happen. I'm on season time five travel. of Archer, which I know you guys don't watch. But you almost need to. <laughs> the, the, the the opening for season five, and this is why I maintain it's the best written show on television. They do a clip show without doing a clip show. <laughs> and I didn't realize it until it was over. And I went, oh, my God, that was genius. So this is your first time viewing season, uh, this part of our show? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is all new to me now. And we've actually, we're almost at the halfway mark already. <laughs> but because the... the um, Events happen that require them to kind of go back and they're, they're, they're basically testifying as to, you know, uh. what happened. And so they're going, well, there was that time we killed that guy and then there was that drug lord and then there was this person and the, you know, archduke <laughs> of so-and-so and the prime minister of this country, blah, blah, blah. And as they're laying all this stuff out, and it's very humorous because you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And then the second half of the show, 
is basically a flash forward clip show <laughs> for everything that's going to come in season five. But it's all inside Archer's head. And it got to that point where I was laughing like uncontrollably, hysterically, <laughs> embarrassingly, can't breathe. And then I just, I, it was, God, it was funny. You guys really need to see it. And then literally I sat up in bed like three hours later and went, oh, it was a clip show. <laughs> and Mel rolled over and looked, what? Clip show. It's like the worst thing you could do on television. It's the laziest piece of junk writing ever. And they made it work. <laughs> so, yeah, I was pretty blown away by that. And then... Uh, Which, what would have made it better was if Lucille Ball had come out and posted it. Yeah. <laughs> clip shows are terrible. It's another uh, Three's Company reference. Clip shows are terrible. Never, ever, ever do a clip show. Or or even better, uh, is it John, James McLaughlin? The McLaughlin group? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Did uh, the, oh, cheer, the yeah. Cheers clip show? <clears throat> Where everybody was on stage. Yeah, and, that yeah. Been funny. The one still clip, a clip show. The one clip show I liked was the, I guess, technically penultimate episode of Seinfeld. Because it was like an hour and a half block of, they did this clip show looking back on the show, and then they did the finale. I really liked how that worked. Because it wasn't the episode. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. the episode for the week, but it was still a clip show. Yeah, yeah never do a clip show. <laughs> That's what, I, that's, that's what I have planned for our 300th episode. Oh, I do too. <laughs> We're doing a clip show. That's what Doctor Who should have done for its Because the only one that has to do any work is Glenn. That's right. <laughs> Remember when we did this? That was funny. <laughs> I kind of feel like every week is a clip show with us. <laughs> Even my beloved Star Trek The Next Generation did a clip show. How is that possible? Well, they found a way. Um, the 90s. It was the thing to do. It was also cost effective. It was also during the writer's strike, so I guess I can forgive them. Uh, and then we went and um, went back to Alamo Draft House last night and saw Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, nice. I love that movie so much. I just... Uh... And it was a 35mm print, so it looked like crap, but it didn't matter. Oh, it, was nice. on the bi- it was on the big screen. That makes it a little better, actually, because yeah. it kind of fits the tone of the film. Yeah. Pops and scratches, oh, yeah. and you know, it was it was just wonderful. So nice. They're doing a quote along with Clue, but it's on Tuesday night, and it's like, oh, I can't oh, go Tuesday night. Man, I'd go to that. I know, right? It's a good thing we don't have an Alamo Draft House in town because I'd go broke. <laughs> I would just live there and be like, "What are we doing tonight, Brain?" Wait, what, what? At that point, you just need to manage it, when so is, you could organize is, them all. When is the Clue one? Tuesday. Uh, this Tuesday tomorrow. 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 Weeps can't get off. Nah. Yeah, so I guess we should mention we're recording a little different time yeah. again. <laughs> In reality, we're only recording six hours later than we normally That's would true. be finishing. <laughs> Except I've been up the whole time. <laughs> again. Keith is... And I'm up way too early, so Keith we'll see is how on this goes. I'm up at my normal time. Hey. So if I go quiet, I fell asleep. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> if you hear... <laughs> I'm a little more awake this time, this Monday morning than I would be. Well, we didn't normal have a Comic Con to recuperate from. That's true. I'm a little more awake too because of that. <laughs> Wasn't up as early. <laughs> you guys do anything else? Um, we had uh, Mother's Day. Um, yeah, did your ladies have good Mother's Days. I, we, Ish. Well, Holly's birthday is actually today. We went happy to birthday, uh, Holly. happy birthday, Holly. We went to Golden Corral yesterday morning to take my mother-in-law to lunch with uh, Holly's sister and two of her kids. 
<laughs> their family's always so busy. There's, it's like we see them in pieces because <laughs> <laughs> one of them's either got a game and, and Mike has to stay home or, or take them to the game or Mackenzie has, she's in gymnastics and everything. So we rarely ever see them as a whole family <laughs> unit. Um, and then we went to my parents for lunch and made Karen and I made, um, Enchiladas and tacos. Oh, nice. In addition to Avengers, we took my mom to uh, Red Robin. Had some of the worst service I've ever had there. Really? Got my order wrong twice. Got my mom's order wrong. They wound up comping my entire burger. That's unusual. Yeah. I don't know what to do. And it wasn't the waitress's fault, apparently. It was the people back in the kitchen didn't know what they were doing. So. That's what she tells you. She's on the front lines. Well, (laughs) that's what the manager mentioned, too. Ah, So. The only problem I ever have with Red Robin is I uh, I like their royal, and whenever they don't have whenever they run out of American cheese, I use cheddar cheese. It's uh, not right, not right. <laughs> so that's happened to me a couple of times. I so got, I'm always sure to ask them, "Do you have American cheese this time?" I got the tavern. Uh, this tavern super bacon burger. I wasn't that impressed with all? Not as much bacon as I expected. <laughs> Needs more bacon. Yeah. Anything else? No. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Yeah. Yeah. That listen to our show. Belated Mother's Day. Belated Mother's Day. (laughs) All right. Let's move on to news. Sean's wish so many, many moons ago (laughs) is coming true. Maybe. Well, I mean, it's coming true. Just maybe not in the... Not in the context that Sean was wanting. Not not in the... um, Scope, yeah, and scale. So I don't know if, if, if Lego and brother, Warner Brothers have announced a. Sean, new, do you have something you want to share with the rest of the class? No. <laughs> have have, have announced, passing notes. I've seen that one. <laughs> have you seen, yeah, that, seen one? that one too? Sean's looking at rings. Apparently, he's going to uh, get engaged. Yeah. To myself. <laughs> Yeah, these are all rings he'd buy for himself. <laughs> He's going to have all of them on all of his fingers. <laughs> the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> I'm sorry, continue. Uh, so, Lego is getting into the video game peripheral. I don't. What, what do they call those? Disney Infinity, Skylanders. Amiibo. Amiibo. What are those called? Is there a name for that yes, brand of video game? game? It's called the Dollar Suck. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. I don't know what it is either. <laughs> They're doing that yeah. with Legos. It's called Lego Dimensions, and it's going to have pretty much everything they have a license for. Uh, recently, a building instruction PDF was published, which has since been pulled off. But there's going to be – they're going to be called Fun Packs and Team Packs and Level Packs, including Doctor Who. So you can buy a pack and put it on your little pod and it goes in the game. And I'm assuming you get levels, etc., etc. But the Doctor Who pack features the 12th Doctor, a TARDIS, and K-9. Which, and there are pictures online. We shared it on Facebook if you want to go take a look-see. Uh, looks very similar to uh, some of the proposals that they had seen. So in theory, we're going to get to play a little bit of Doctor Who in the LEGO Dimensions <coughs> game. Which might mean we have to, I might not have to get it. <laughs> I wasn't planning on it, and yeah, 
But it's coming out September 27th for all consoles except for the Wii. It will be on the Wii U. Is 360 on there? 360 oh, and PlayStation 3. That's sh- shocking. So, and the X-Bone and the PlayStation 4. Yay! And if I remember correctly, I think September gives me just enough time to space out those purchases between that one and Do we know when Infinity 3.0. Star Wars, out? yeah. With Anakin and Osaka. Yeah. <laughs> Easter Saturday. <laughs> Easter Saturday. I, that still perplexes me that they use that art. <clears throat> now that I've, I wonder if it's just because it's they, they were wanted to get it out and there wasn't enough. For anybody that doesn't follow stuff. us on Facebook, Sean <laughs> had posted the leaked photo for Disney Infinity 3.0, and I just pretty much said, "No, that's got to be fake," because he poo pooed all over. They've it. got Anakin and Ahsoka prominently uh, featured on the on the cover of the starter pack, and that just that. Still doesn't set well with me. I think that's terrible marketing because the Clone Wars is the most removed from yeah. Star Wars. I mean, if anything, you're going to market it with the either rebels. the well rebels, <laughs> but, show your or, making or Star Wars uh, the, the original trilogy or the new movie. Or I mean, obviously well, they'll have, they'll have figures from out. all of those, yeah. I'm sure. But your starter pack just oh, that, going clear back to Clone Wars, which basically. Disney canceled when they bought Star Wars. They they let them finish the series. They let them do the last uh, season and put it on Netflix. But I mean, and and Disney, they own it and they admit it exists. They, they count it as canon. Yeah, they count it as canon. But it's that's not your marketing target right now. We're it's so a, far removed. Well, and uh, there's more than one starter pack, right? Do you read is. that right? Yeah, so, they usually so they're so the starter pack is going to be original trilogy and prequel trilogy. Yeah. That's just the packaging for the prequel right. trilogy is with Ahsoka on it. Right. So it, it's lumping it together. It could be, and if I'm, I'm sure we'll see. If I'm not one. mistaken, wasn't there kind of a, a spoilerish teaser for season two of Rebels that yeah. Ahsoka's showing up? Right. Well, that yeah, they're bringing her into that. Yeah, right. And that, that, which might be. I mean, that kind of which we addressed a couple well. weeks ago, actually. Yeah. <laughs> La, 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 la. <laughs> Those who caught up with uh, or stayed current with Rebels were not surprised by that teaser. Yeah. <laughs> so I never denied the June. fact, though, that they were doing Star Wars. June. I've all along said that. You got to catch that'll up be. by June. It's June. coming back in June. It's coming back Season in June. Two. Good lord. I guess I better hurry and finish Clone Wars. Well, I, I wonder if some. I wonder yet. if some of these. I started that this week too. Clone Wars. Clone Wars. I started season four. <laughs> I wonder if, uh, like, the Infinity stuff has been in the works long enough that this is just the original the stuff they had and didn't have the Rebel stuff yet to work into it. Maybe. If they're turning Season 2 this quickly, I don't think... It seems that Rebels is quick to make. Maybe. I don't know. Anyways, once back to Doctor the, Who Once news. you've got the engine down, it doesn't take much to develop a... Level or uh, toy box around it, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> anyway, what I else? Was, I was excited to see Tron stuff came out for it, but you can buy figures that are only digital, which totally right. makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I was like, yes, of course. Okay, anyways, back to Doctor Who news. <laughs> Glenn, you might want to go la 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 during this next bit. <laughs> the BBC uh, announced <laughs> that Osgood. 
and the Zygons are back for I'm, season I'm ecstatic for, for the news, nine. but that just, wow, that just... It, so I, 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 I fully understand... I, I guess they're There's just done. They're, they realize that they, 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 so much stuff gets out now that they just decide, we just well, share it. Think, what the heck? Well, we'll I get think, ahead of it. <laughs> I think what they're doing is that's not going to be the biggest surprise of the episode. You think, do you a, think, a lot of times these announcements they do is just the tip of the iceberg yeah. of what's going on, too. Do you think it's because she's the Zygon version? I think that's what's happening, yeah. Or a lot the of Zygon version speculating. Died. Do, you, do you think that Moffat pulled the wool over on us twice and that he killed. Osgood, but it wasn't Osgood. It was Zygon Osgood. Was Zygon Osgood. Of a lot of people speculated that anyway, or hoped for that anyway. So It is a time travel show. We could be just visiting Osgood before well, that's she what, died. That's what the thing kind of alludes to, is is somebody says, you know, well, it is a show about time. So Because yeah. it the, just states that Moffat, you know, conclusively said she was dead, yeah. but it is a show about time travel. Moffat qu- said, quote, Osgood is back, fresh from her recent murder at the end of last series. <laughs> <laughs> We recently confirmed that Osgood was definitely dead and not returning, but in a show about time travel, anything can happen. That's so, what it was. Yeah. Yeah. The brilliant Ingrid <laughs> Oliver is back in action. This time, though, can the Doctor trust his number one fan? But well, that tells me she is the Zygon. <laughs> dun, dun, dun! <laughs> I didn't like this episode. I thought it was telegraphed way too early <laughs> that uh, that she was the Zygon. And, um, yeah. No so surprises I, there. The, the <laughs> official announcement didn't say, but I'm I'm seeing it links to the episodes with Kate. Yeah, I presume same episodes. I presume those same episodes, which have started filming now. So that's it for news. A slow news day. Slow news day. News week. Well, should we move into our Doctor Who legacy tip? Of the week. This week's tip. <laughs> Here's your is tip. Coming. Check in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw your. I saw your picture. Is that the first one in a long time that you didn't check in? Or? No, I just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, just <laughs> you thought you'd share the agony. I mean, when you get all the way up to that point, and it's like I get time crystals tomorrow, and then you forget oh, something happened. You know, life, and you know, and then you go and you log in. And you're like, I didn't log in yesterday. Oh, I didn't log in yesterday. Oh. We do have a tip, though, this week. We do have a tip this week from Eric. Check in. If you remember, he sent us some a while ago, and this is the last one of his. So it kind of builds off the previous ones. So I'm going to give a quick recap of the previous two because this builds off those two. So he, uh, when you have two possible matches, you can make the same area of the board. Feel free and feel as you can only choose one. Consider overlapping them. So that was the one, if you remember that tip. And then the other one was when you pick a gym to move around the board, try and pick one you don't intend to match. This will force you to uh, see it as a primary tool for making as many matches as possible. And so then this tip builds on the concepts behind the previous two. When you are done finding more matches to make, try and have your gym end up next to the next to one of the same color, especially if there's also if there will also be a new gym coming in next to them. Personally, I like to stack them vertically on at the top of the screen when there are matches being taken out directly below. This gives you a 1 in 6 chance of getting an extra match. Not bad odds. That's a good tip. That is a good tip. That is a good tip. <laughs> that is a good tip. <laughs> I tired. I don't oh, speak good. Hulk say, that is a good tip. I, 
I slip into God mode. <laughs> That's oh, no, no, that no spoilers. The week before, yeah. That's your Doctor Who legacy. Tip of the week. It was also me trying to kill time for Sean to get back to the table because <laughs> he had to go get his power cord. I had to get my charger. Should we do feedback? No feedback this week. No feedback this week. Holy cow. No one's reading the comics. <laughs> if for some reason you sent them feedback and we didn't get to us, we're sorry. We don't know why. And I wanted to. I even to sent out a test. Give, I apologize to him on Twitter, but I want to also apologize to Time Lord Ben that um, I neglected to edit in his audio last week. And so you heard him say hi to us all. And then you heard us talk about the canine app that he talked about in his feedback. And probably had no reference. If you didn't listen to it, after if you if you waited to download the episode, it should be corrected now. So if you if, if you what, downloaded if what late, Glenn in the just week, said didn't make sense <laughs> because you heard you the earlier version. <laughs> you're good to go. <laughs> we now have an episode two twenty six. Is that right? Two twenty seven. Two twenty seven point one. And, <laughs> and, and point one's a collector's item now because I I completely obliterated, obliterated that one. It's a one yeah, of it's, a kind. It's a one of a kind um, because if you download the episode now, it will have the corrected audio in there. So did mine go off too? <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. And I was sitting here thinking to myself, "Why are you <laughs> over mine?" But yours just sits there next to the microphone and does this little thing, and he's like not phased by it at all. It's like, okay, I see what side of the bread my butter's on. <laughs> all right. So anyway, I apologize again, Ben. We're still working out the bugs in this show, Ben. If you could tell, <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't done we, that in a long. time. We never time. claimed to be professionals. I have not done that in a long time. There was a lot of heavy editing in that show last week. I'll tell you that right now. Sean, I, I just took my keyboard off my uh, or my computer off my keyboard. Every time I do that, Sean makes a funny face, like I broke my computer. Well, you you ripped it he, off and then he does it with it. some gravitas. Yeah, he does. <laughs> a little flurry. I'm always a little concerned it's going to catch or something, so I <laughs> lift and he yanked it like he was going somewhere with Shall we move on to our reviews? We shall. We're going to go doctor uh, chronological. <laughs> then that words are hard. Two words that don't make any sense together. <laughs> Not doctor this show. <laughs> so we're starting with Pimp Doctor. <laughs> because, and, and, and just a note for those of you that are tuning in going, what about nine? Because there's so many of you reading these comics, I can tell that you're you're concerned about it. <laughs> um, we, we initially had decided that we were going to do that, and then changed our minds. So we're yeah, not going to do nine. Not we decided since it was a limited run, we're going to save all that for a good ninth Doctor comic yeah. episode. We'll, we'll just we'll just do all the ninth Doctor stuff at once as one arc. Now we're so. doing that because we can. Yep, that too. <laughs> so the tenth Doctor issue number six. What do you guys think? Uh, some of the best of the best, as far as I'm concerned. I really, really enjoyed this story arc. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think we we say number six, but we're, yeah. I think we're doing we're, six, we're seven, doing eight. A, yeah, because yeah, that was a uh, and nine. And nine was there four parts to it. Four parts. Okay, to it. so four parts to this one. Um, oh yeah, because storytelling was, the, the story. was really strong. It was, it was very really good. Set in World War One. Um, we get a returning uh, nemesis in the Weeping Angels, which I thought were. Very well done in this one. Yeah, very well realized. Very typical of, of Weeping Angels. I mean, they were, whoever wrote this 
drilled down to Robbie Morrison. Yeah, uh, drilled down to the idea of the weeping angels and did a really really nice job with it. Well, and it was I'll, I'll be honest it, when okay, so they're on the cover with you know a weeping angel and biplanes, and it's like ugh. It's going to be a weeping angel story. I mean, I'm just, I, I, I really, I was. I mean, ugh. They I don't did. Do enough, though. I was kind of fed up with weeping angels. I'm still well, kind of fed up. How are you with, fed up with weeping angels? Because they the last couple anything. ones have not been very good. <laughs> and so I saw this and went, ugh, it's a weeping angel story. Oh, man, from the get go, I, I can't heap enough praise on this. It's phenomenal. It's, it's well done. It's back to the I'm, MO, but still with an element of new. To yep, it, yep. you know, they didn't reinvent the wheel, but they may have put a new hubcap on it. <laughs> and, and it feels very much Tenth Doctor in the specials years because he's kind of dark, he's kind of a bit grumpier than he was so, in yeah. the first two arcs we had. Uh, I don't know how much. I, I, there were times I liked the art, and sometimes I didn't. I loved the art. I love the art. Yes. I don't think there, there, would... there were times I th- it, it fits for the story, but it felt almost too gritty and not Doctor Who enough. Mm. I, I would have been as as dark as the story is. I'd have been I'd have been dismayed had they not been this gritty. I just it was. I think it's a nice fix or a nice. And, fit. and it, it took me a little bit to get used to it. I think more than anything else. Ish, issue one, it was like wow, that's rather gritty. And then once the story got going, I understood the story more. The more I I like, I I grew to like the artwork, but it, it just set me off initially. Like, ooh, wow! Well, when you when you get a two page you know splash panel yeah. of of just a war scene, yeah. you know, guys going over the trenches like this, and tanks blowing up, and a guy impaled on one of the I know. Oh. Well, and then then a whole panel of a guy stitching his eyes open so well, he, he can't has blink. he has already stitched. Them. Yeah, he's not stitching. It, yeah, he's not stitching. Exactly. They're already stitched. It's like whoa! I think that was probably the. The graphic is it's it got in the whole yeah, arc. I think so too. But he didn't blink. No, he didn't true. blink. That's true. That's one fix for it, I suppose. Um, I I really like how later on, the doc. What well, isn't it? Later on, the doctor realizes. Oh, we can. Or Gabby realizes. Oh, we can wink. It's why the why, the yeah, it's the why had I never yeah. done this before? Yeah. And there were so many memes very, about that. That was very it, meta because yeah. of the fact that it, it's been addressed in fandom but never officially in any sort of material. And so when when he comes up with that, I thought, oh, that's them doing the wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> Quite literally. Yeah. Um, and there were parts of it that almost felt like uh, human nature, family of blood. Mm-hmm. With a lot of the army stuff yeah. and especially the way it ended. Did anybody not know what happened to the TARDIS when it... When it's exploded by the bombshell. Oh yeah, really? No, I, I had I no idea that it was going to be safe. I, <laughs> once, once again, I was concerned that they blew it up and it was gone. You know, I know it's not gone. I, but I, <laughs> I saw that panel and it's gone, and then I went, "Oh, Saint Pit." It just just went down and yeah. The, or oh, what was the other one? Uh, we even had that in uh, the uh, almost, almost people, people and yeah, 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 where it sunk into the. I, my first thought was, oh, it's underground somewhere, wholly, wholly intact. <laughs> See, I just thought, oh. And I thought, oh, Sean's going to have a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I just thought, oh, it got buried in rubble. I don't yeah. like it when sexy is not parked down the street. <laughs> it concerns me. What are you doing? Your thingy came off. Well, why'd you do that? I didn't do it. I liked also that we got genuine... Resolution for everybody. Well, mostly anybody that we saw the angels actually nab. 
Yeah, the, I really the, liked we, how we, that was we done. followed up with where they were sent to. Well, and like how like which they I st- some of the issues started with where they were. Yeah, because it left on that cliffhanger. Well, and I you. like that this was a new angle to it too. Is the fact that they weren't just sent back into time; they were sent back consistently at the beginning anyway they're sent back to other perilous situations like the one guy the one the two guys being sent back to the train that yeah. was destined to plummet over the the uh, bridge that was was going to be taken out and the guy in the gladiator arena the one that was on the uh pole uh getting ready to be torched because it was the, it was the 1800s heretic. or 1600s and some or 1500s 16th century. And, uh, yeah, they thought he was a witch because he appeared out of nowhere. I I thought, oh, wow. So not only are the angels sending them back into time, they're sending them back into time and and essentially dispatching them because they're sending them to these points where they're going to be killed anyway. I thought, how gruesome is that? Um, So it was And that kind of adds an added. Yeah, it was a pleasant surprise when later on we find out some of them were actually sent back and – the one guy, uh, I, I really like that he came back and. Well, the, there was the first guy was the one that went back and fell in love with that woman, and they showed his whole life in a whole page of panels. And then at the end, he sees the newspaper article yeah. of war breaking out, and he has the heart attack. And it's like, so you 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 tugged at the heartstrings a little there because oh, this is one guy that genuinely survived, lived a full life, and then you know ended up. Having a heart attack as a result of the fact that he saw the article on the war breaking out. I just thought that was really, really well done. And then, of course, yeah, as, the, as the guy was alluding to, the guy comes that back. comes back and actually saves them. Well, I really like the idea behind it, too, as the uh, of how the doctor describes it of, well, it's a perfect feeding ground for them. So many people would disappear and never know, nobody would ever know how many yep. people died that we never found the bodies for. It's, it's such a cool way to explore that idea. What did you guys think of Gabby in this story? Um, it was very interesting. It was a good story. Um, she's not got a lot to do except for she's very good at coming up with excuses as to why they're there. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Dr. Strange. <laughs> it was a great story. <laughs> and then uh, they developed the, – they, they, they toyed with a little bit of a ro- romantic with, aspect of it, which, which I quite enjoyed. Yeah. I, I did wonder – are they going to leave Gabby behind? I thought, you know, this is very first Doctor where one of the companions falls in love and sticks around. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, uh, surely not. But is, yeah. is she staying or is he coming? Yeah, exactly. And... I thought the same thing. Um, really good. Very intense. I thought the, the, the whole story was captivating, kept me enthralled the, the entire time, made the – Com- made these books go very, very fast because oh, I yeah. was just not I was like hanging on every panel that I was going through, and uh, yeah, that's why I thought it was three. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that it was four issues. Um, when they finally find the TARDIS and the angels have the phone box <laughs> again, <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> Gabby, I, I mean, I, I think I said it before that she just kind of instantly cemented herself as one of my favorite companions just right off the bat because I really like her, 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 her spunk and her, you know, just, uh, she's great. And when she's cornered in the basement with an angel and she's going on and on and on about, I'm the queen of not blinking. We have staring contests with my brother and blah, blah, blah. And you, she's just, she's, you, she's owning it. And yeah. you're like, yeah. And then you flip the panel and she goes, of course, my brother's three and it may be not count. <laughs> she's still, her eyes are starting to water. And then I got concerned. It's like, oh no. Uh, well, when she finally, 
gives in and has to blink. I was like, oh, what's yeah. next? Turning the page. <laughs> but the story that she came up with for, you know, <laughs> and even the doctor was like, yeah, it was good. <laughs> you know? Well, he well, says, he, he, he he says he, I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and considering he, when they initially show up, he's like, I need to take you away from here. This is, yeah. uh, you need to go home now. He's Immediately. Pretty he's, much, I, sh- I should have, for I took you on one trip and shouldn't have taken you on a second. And he gets very and then, specials doctor in yeah. this one where he's talking about, you know. But then she proves herself to him by the end yeah. of the story. I thought it was great, too. They definitely took a different approach in her drawing than they have before. In her drawing? In the way she looks. Oh, uh, yeah, agreed. She looks a lot more mature here than she has before. Agreed. Uh, it, that fits the art style, but it was just kind of like, whoa, okay. I did get a little concerned when the fourth story starts out with um, her diary. And I recalled back to that one story we reviewed <laughs> last time that I had the most difficulty reading because of the yeah font or the yeah the font the text is so hard to read. Uh, I thought, oh, we're not going to do this whole story this way, are we? But fortunately, there's only those two pages, and then we launched back into the story. I, I thought, well, that's that's nice because it keeps that that tone, it keeps that that that, the, that the, part of the story yeah. that she's keeping a journal. And I, I love the illustrations in the journal, it's and really you guys cool. know why I yeah. like the illustrations. They're very Disney-like, but um, but I was really, I really had that. Oh, great! Not this again. I struggled with reading this the last <laughs> time, and then it was just a couple of pages, and we were done. We moved on to back into the story. I don't know if it's because I have a newer device, but I found it easier to read. Well, you've got a parts. really large, large. Yeah, well, that's. I, I will. I will say this. I'm a. I'm a huge fan of. I want a physical comic book. I want to be able to pick it up and I don't know if I would have like it and everything. the journal stuff on a physical comic book, yeah. I, I have really kind of become a bit of an addict when it comes to, you know, the Titans have been nice enough to, to get us these digital copies and being able to enlarge things and look at individual panels yeah. and for my poor eyes to be able to read some of these yeah. cool fonts. It's really nice <laughs> to be able to do that. Yeah. We didn't even get two full pages, did we? got a page and a panel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even the the, the one page that's uh, that starts it off. I mean, you get, you know. Oops. Where did my display go? Actually, no. This is a five. Oh wait, no. Just smack it on the yeah. side there, like an old tube television, Sean. That'll work. <laughs> Worked for Alan Quantum Leap. Oh, we watched uh, Independence Day this week. I forgot to t- talk about that. Uh, we introduced Caitlin to Independence Day, and she loved it. That was oh, great. Oh, excited cool. for a sequel now. The reason that made me think of that was. They're pounding. She's pounding on the side of that <laughs> television in the uh, uh, trailer and or the the caravan, and she's smacking on it. And I turned to Caitlin and said, "Yeah, back in the days, in order the TVs wasn't working, we just smacked on the side of them." I said, "Don't do that to our TV now. It doesn't work, <laughs> it doesn't work anymore." But but even the, the the one panel that's you know the one page that's a full thing. Well, you, technically this is still real art. This is still real art. This is still real art. And this is, you only actually have two panels yeah. of, of you know drawing. Full. Even though well, it's, they, it's all with her. They font, intermingled that though in the first time they did that. Not not, uh, not to the extent. Not to the extent. Yeah. But yeah. So I just I just <clears throat> I really enjoyed the artwork in this one. I did too. Well, it was, was a great story. Gabby looks terrific. Although I, I, I think that me. they took. Uh, yeah, that, me too. Yeah, me too. It was that in the middle of. Well, this? did they do that on purpose, or was it just? I, I wonder if it was an error in the digital copy. Maybe. It seems weird to do that in the middle of the actual. We're talking about one of these uh, 
uh, the comedy side by stories that they include. Any other name. And I liked how in the end, um, the priest kind of folded back on time and uh, helped uh, little baby Jamie. Yeah, his that, mom uh, when she yeah. was having giving birth or after she'd given birth. I thought that was really neat. A lot of the the and the fact that the body count was. Massive in oh, this because yeah. not only do we have everybody dying in the war in the first uh, book, but we have all these people that go back and go are sent back through time and they die. So I, it really sets the stakes high for when anybody goes back and when the when the priest slash doctor uh, goes, you know, gets basically gives his life for Jamie, um, uh, the doctor, and Gabby. I thought, oh, this isn't going to end up good for him. So it was really a relief that he was able to go back and yeah. and, and do something. Did anybody wonder if Jamie is a descendant of Jamie McCrimmon? I did. Even though his last name well, is we, Calhoun? We got a nice reference. The doctor said, oh, I had a friend named Jamie once. And my head cannon he is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on, on his mom's Just, side. On his yeah. mom's side. Yeah. That's why the name's different. Anybody concerned about the ending? So we, we, I, the, the doctor really makes it to the TARDIS it. and flies off, and and Jamie and Gabby are in this underground tunnel surrounded by weeping angels, about to be you know nabbed, and we've got a whole fistful of dynamite. And okay, I, li- I like that Gabby was willing to sacrifice herself to stop the angels. It, uh, that spoke great to her character. Well, and it also was a little added piece of the fact that she really was in love with Jamie. If, yeah, because so many times you get, especially a a very quick. Last minute love scene, which we do in this. We we don't get their you know moment until the end of the third comic, and then in the fourth comic, she's kind of still in her own self narrative, remembering that because that's set up with her mm-hmm. journal and everything. Yeah. And you kind of think, you know, are we gonna are we gonna address this? Are we gonna leave it? What's gonna happen? And so that's that that was a nice moment to go. Okay, this really was a genuine thing. Yeah. Now. Then when they turn around and leave Jamie, and she's like so easy to—I mean, she wasn't. It's you could tell she was heartbroken about it, but it—it was—they it, they also have that nice moment at the end because you know they do share the kiss finally that was interrupted by the doctor earlier, but um, it did kind of quantify that scene earlier—the mm-hmm. fact that she was going to stay with him—and it was—it was noble because she was sacrificing herself as well, but she was also doing it with the person she had. Strongly fallen for. Yeah. Well, it's another example of, of great layout storytelling because we, we've got this and the you know the close up of the hands as they push the plunger down and then this explosion, and then you turn the page, and it's a bigger explosion. and it's a bigger it's explosion. explosion from the outside, and, and it's it's really kind of illustrating. Oh, they didn't walk away from that. Yeah, <laughs> but then they did. You know, yeah, because yeah. Of some. Some trickery with well, the TARDIS yeah, force fields. Well, but I'll the allow it. The force fields. Right? It was. It was. It was well rectified. It yeah. was. It was yeah. very well stated that this is what happened, and you buy it. You go, yep, that's what happened. <laughs> I do like the fact that the, the doctor kind of is, is cheeky about. You didn't wait for me. <laughs> <You> know, <it's, laughs> knowing full well that if he'd arrived a half a second later, they would have died. <laughs> Well, I, I, just going back to the Gabby and the love story, I like the fact that she wanted him to come along on the trip, yeah. and he'd been uh, uh, and travel, and 
she obviously couldn't stay in that time. So, I mean. Well, and he obviously couldn't travel. He made it clear that he had a responsibility yeah. to, to fulfill. So that worked really well. And I liked the, the moment going at the end, you know, flashing ahead to 2007. Jamie's in a wheelchair visiting the um, graves of the dead of all his fallen companions. And this this, this scene right very... here was very cool with the all oh, of the yeah. men standing, saluting, and kind of the ghosts of the past. And and I like the fact that the granddaughter drips over the uh, stone in the <laughs> ground and, and the last shot is the, the hand, hand reaching out. That was pretty cool. So not only are the the weeping angels uh, returning, but probably these weeping angels are returning. This ending part was the most uh, human nature, family blood than any of the other. I would agree. It was very, very similar. All right. So next in line. Just a phenomenal four-part story. It really was. Really, really well done. Next up is Eleven. He says, "Not so good." <laughs> no, it's, did we, did yeah. we want to tackle the fifth one of uh, the or the the add on? Oh, one? we can. We can talk about it. Yeah, it's 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 a you know what? No, let's not because it's start if of a it new does arc. start, yeah, if it if it in fact isn't standalone enough, then this one this one kind of encapsulates tenth for what we're doing here. Let's just stop there. Fair enough. We we should mention to the listeners as we're being a little coy here uh, the tenth. The 10th issue of the 10th Doctor's Run comes out on Wednesday, and we got the advanced copy just like yesterday. <laughs> so yeah. we were able to get it, and we've all read it, but I think we're going to hold on to it. So, so we're going to move on to Doctor number 11. Yes. Yep. And issue number... Five, I five? believe. Yes, five. Six. Oh, yeah, that's right. Five was the end of that. Two part arc. We're on. We're on I to thought, six. I thought issue six was really cool. The the backwards time stuff and him figuring out how, what's going on and the fact that there's a Snymon and it's a B plot. I tell you, <laughs> I was I, like, what's going on? <laughs> I almost texted you to ask if um, something was wrong with my <laughs> copy <laughs> because. It, it's clever enough that the, the, the first page is the it's cover page, clever. and then you turn it, and it's it looks like the end of a story, well, and it says the end. end at the bottom of the story, and I thought, something's wrong here. And it really took me two or three pages to figure out what was going on. I was and getting then, about halfway through and thinking, do I need, should I just go to the do, read this well, manga style? I, almost, I almost did. You notice? The, the, yeah, the pages are counting backwards as well. Did you and notice I, the title of the, epi- uh, the comic issue? Space and Dimension Relative in Time. <laughs> Tardis backwards. Yeah, I almost did. I almost gave up after I think it was about three or four pages, and went, I'm just going to start at the beginning. Well, it was the, <laughs> or at the end and read forward. It was the reopen that made me go, "Okay, this is backwards." So this is clearly going backwards. Well, and then it's like the very next page, the doctor says things are going backwards. Something's not right. Well, on the I'll on, let you know on the one where he starts having I don't want to call it inner dialogue because he's having it as an outer dialogue, but he's having it with <laughs> as himself. The 11th doctor right knows. before that, there's when a panel he where he starts talking to himself, and I thought, okay, this must be how. Oh yeah, there's the uh, reopen. It's definitely going backwards. Yeah. So. I thought it was a really cool, kind of fun standalone story. Sort of makes me want to go read it. I didn't do this, but it makes me want to go read it in reverse. 
see if it holds up as a sword. I thought about trying that. that, but once I got to the end, I thought, uh, I don't My know My brain hurts! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, I don't think it'll work. There's kind of you definitely should get a good full, you know, six to eight hours of sleep before you even attempt it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he'll, he'll call us an hour from now. Dude, it was whacked. <laughs> it's like ghost light. It's got layers upon layers. It, and it's very Moffat-esque in the, you kind of have to hand wave some stuff and make things fit in your head or just not question how that works. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very surreal. The story itself is yeah. It it, it it works. I could almost see this as a television story, but the more that I kept reading the the comic version of it, going, there's no way this would translate to television. It would be really hard well. to explain it would be what very, was going on. This would definitely be one you'd have to rewatch. Yeah, a couple of times to kind of get to everything. The nice thing about the comic is, if you're lost or you know not quite staying with the story, you can flip back and kind of see, okay, well, this is where we came from from there. Yeah, you can go back and, and reread yeah, and the linear, so. the linear nonlinear aspect of it. Um, I thought the slug on the back on the outside <laughs> of the TARDIS was a bit too much. Too much. Um, and the fact that it was just trying to get home <laughs> was kind of weird. That's um, so Moffat, though. I do. That's so the Eleventh Doctor. I run. do like the very last page of the story where everybody's like, "Go!" Oh, you know, the diamonds coming, and he's like, "Okay, welcome me, God of your people." And then they're like, "Get the hell out of here! No, go away!" <laughs> the Doctor's already been there. Nope. <laughs> Not gonna have it. Like, like, like you said, Keith, you know, the, the fact that there's this Naiman, I was like, ooh, a Naiman! And it's the B-plot. He's literally so I was fine not with that part of the story. I, I, and I was I, like, I okay, you know, that's, that's kind of cool. He was very, it was very fan-wing, but it was more like, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to get a Naiman story. But I'm getting a Naiman! <laughs> <laughs> but then we get outside of the slog, and it's like, oh, I guess we still have to kind of deal with why is the TARDIS moving backwards. Okay, it wasn't the Naiman. Oh, it's a little rainbow slug stuck to the... F- <laughs> and it just... I, I it, Once again, I was kind of disarmed by the... Yep. <laughs> I'm oh, okay. A big rainbow it's dog. That, okay. It's that simple. I'm, I'm okay with that. For, for whatever reason, the way they're treating the 11th Doctor in this run is like, okay. I just, you know... The gritty World War One story of the Angels wouldn't have worked here. Oh, no, it's, not. it's not. It's not this Doctor's kind of... Forte. He gets rainbow dogs and rainbow slugs. <laughs> and silly Nyman. And the art style seems to be pretty consistent all the way through his run. Yeah, still not loving it, but I'm getting used to it. There are some panels that look great. I think like this one where he's clicking the vortex manipulator and making the TARDIS explode. That's probably. I like the fact that he addresses how uh, addictive it can be and how <laughs> messy it is and yeah. how it shouldn't be used, but you know what? I gotta use it, so... Yeah, you know, the art style with these is it's it's kind of one of those things that it works specifically for you know the the kind of goofy as, 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 as goofy as Matt Smith looked <laughs> that it kind of fits with that. Um, I'm kind of with Glenn. I don't know that I necessarily like it, but it's not a big enough distraction for me to not like the comics yeah. because it fits with the stories they're telling. Yeah, you know. And there well, are some panels that are better than others. Till the next one. 
Yeah, and they're I definitely. Thought, then some... I thought the artwork was way out of character for the next two stories. Let's move on to those two. Let's see. Seven is next. Seven and eight. Seven and eight, which is the only really true. I mean, one thing that you notice when you're reading the Eleventh Doctor from the very beginning, and you don't, it doesn't. I mean, it, it really oh. kind of gets off on the second story when Jones joins them. But yeah. even even the first story the plays first... heavily into this this overall, as Keith called it the other night when we were texting back and forth, the season arc. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really is. It's and, a, it's a Moffat season arc. Yeah, and so with, with the exception of this two parter, really is a two parter. Um, it really just feels like there's a narrative going throughout all of the stories. Yeah. It doesn't have the individual stories well, as and, as ten did. Ten had a two parter, and then a two parter, and then a four parter. Yeah. And this one's really just been kind of a flow. They all of the stories could almost stand alone, be standalone stories with a narrative arc, with the exception, I think, of these two. This is genuinely a two parter. Well, and and still, they get their own titles. The Eternal Dogfight and the Infinite Astronaut. So, yeah, un- unlike Dungeons like the <laughs> time the Angels were part one, part two, part three, part four. It's- oh, scrub that. There is another two parter. Sorry, this is the one I thought it was. Now that I'm flipping through it, I, I and and I think that yeah, there's two two parters. Yeah, I said something similar when I just I was ill prepared when we started these. That you know, the David Tennant line kind of had. Here's a, here's a block of story, you know, and then the Matt Smith was almost a one off, and yeah. then there was a one off, and then there was a two parter, and then there was, and I, I just I was like, oh, there because I, I five and six was a two parter as well. Yeah. We started the arc story, and I, I was not expecting to get. I, I just I really thought they'd be more cookie cutter than that, and I so appreciate <laughs> that, nice they're, that they're not, not yeah. that they're, they're really taking the care to make these comics feel like they are genuinely in these eras that they're set. Yeah. Uh, and part of that overall continuity storytelling, because the 11th Doctor did have a lot of seasonal arc stuff going on and, and kind of things that were bigger than... I mean, it's that not, calculated... not, not that the 10th Doctor didn't as well with things like... Uh, they, they were you know. just smaller and less connected. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there were more nuggets of, oh, okay, once we get to the end, you'll see how they fit together instead of... Building the pieces on top of each other right. each episode. Well, and another thing in true, you know, Moffat fashion, playing with time that we were were introduced to a couple of characters out of well, order. The entity, for one thing, and then the um, what was the security guard's name? Um, oh, the security guard. Yeah, well, and <laughs> then, security chief. I guess he was. And then uh, the the talent scout. Yeah, the talent yeah, scout. the talent scout. Who is the heavy? The yeah, the bad heavy. Um, this one, honestly. I, Probably my least favorite of them. I like the the scope of there's this war between these two factions. Great concept. And they've brought their war to Earth. And at first, Earth is not a part of this. And so really, Earth just kind of bystanders. They're kind of sit the neutral party sit back and watch. And I thought that was kind of a neat concept. It's not until it gets into the story when the Doctor takes Ark. Is, is that a calculated uh, name arc since we've got a story arc I, going I on. Do you think is. maybe they did that on purpose? And he takes Jones and Ark on this mission to find this loophole in the library, and it's very just kind of it's it's one of those. If it was a television story, it'd be one of those. Just there's a lot of fun scenes going on, a lot of action, a yeah. lot of a lot of momentum, a lot just busy going on, and then 
Jones eats some donut. Yeah, that's the part gets, of the story I don't get the point of it. Gets indigestion, space indigestion, and they never really resolved that. They just he's no, it's, just kind it's of like whenever out they the come back time. from the the, yeah. the infinite astronaut trip, he's fine. The only thing that I can figure is that Jones had he not been distracted by the space indigestion, wouldn't have had the will that. Um, uh, Who's there? Alice. Alice. The the will that Alice had to not basically go into this. To, to stay there for Yeah, to, and... to stay there and, and look at what this thing is. Because that's what's happened is they kept sending these crafts jointly. These two factions send these crafts into this void and they don't return. And that's why they continue to be at war. Yeah. Because they blame each other for whatever's happening on the other side of this portal. And... The reason they never come back is because they go there and then they just become so complacent that they die there watching this vast void. Yeah. And so had Alice not had the will or the necessity to return, do you think maybe the, 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 the space indigestion is to keep Jones occupied or di- disoriented because well, he has they, to they, travel? They took Ark out of the picture too. Well, and they, they had reason. to. Well, and, and, and uh, well, that, that's, Alice, that's Alice and Jones have to. Yeah, well, that, that had that's to do with another right. storyline. Uh, but Alice and Jones had to go into this thing because they were, they were the only Earth's representatives. The that's doctor true. couldn't go because he's from Gallifrey. Ark couldn't go because he's a different being. Those two were the only two from Earth. So was anybody kind of weirded out when Alice's mom shows shows up? Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. there's obviously a a we find out later that it's the um, talent scout. Talent scout, but that was just kind of I don't know. It just it's bizarre. Something it's about this comic seemed disjointed to me, and seemed uh, just kind of weird, just kind of surreal. Well, the, the seventh one you, you mentioned that we get all these fun scenes where we're in the library and we're eating donuts and we're on jetpacks and we're curving around this gigantic wheel. And, okay, this is all fun and cool and happy-go-lucky. And then the dead mom shows up. Yeah, it's like, yeah. You know, it almost, that come from? Yeah. it almost sort of felt like filler. The fun – it didn't at the time. Yeah. But then when we get to the, the big reveal – it almost felt like all of that was for naught. It, well, I mean, we it was we, we didn't need any of it. Time. It was yeah. just we needed yeah. the travel time because we had Alice out of the picture right. for a while, right. and that which was, is all setting up the talent scout for later yes. on the road. Yes. So it's kind of they they had the story they needed to continue and had to find something to build it around. I I enjoyed the. Um, with the infinite astronaut part of it, I just I, I like the construct that we've got this war with these two factions that's raged forever, and unlike uh, <laughs> Scarrow, where it's you know kind of we're, we're starting to degradate down to previous weapons because we we've used up everything that they apparently still have the resources to keep going. Right. Yeah. The, this gigantic it kind space of, fleet, despite. <laughs> Even though they look at, they look at it's kind of like a, the Rutans and the Santars. Almost, yeah. And the, the hamsters. Uh, Which I thought was a great reveal. Yeah, that was a really cool <laughs> reveal. Because I, yeah. I didn't like the design of the alien. I was like, it sort of reminded like a me of Hitchhiker's rip-off Guide. Rip-off of a Santar. Oh, and then. Oh, that's not it either. It's a hamster. And a bird, which. Yeah, which yeah, of course they're fighting. Yeah, <laughs> that's I know how the war started. <laughs> Got this figured. I can't find my issue number eight. But just the uh, the idea that then I, I like the fact that they're very well mannered about the war. 
that they contact Earth and it's like, nope, don't worry, don't mind us. We're just going to be up here bashing each other's spaceships in. He <laughs> was kind of cool. And then the, they have and Earth's these, like, okay, we'll yeah. just watch. Yeah, go for it. I'm 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 sure the unit the, the the forces of unit and Torchwood were like, okay, by us. Oh, <laughs> uh, we get a break. Okay. But I like the fact that they, they have this concept for we can call a truce and send one of each into this to, to you know, find the face of God or whatever and, and, and come back and report and tell us that, you know, this is the true meaning of life and everything's great. But And I, I like the uh, the legal trickery of the doctor not being able to go. Yeah. Which I thought was, was, was clever. Because the doctor would have had it all sorted. If he could have gone in there oh, and saw yeah. what it was, he'd have, yeah, no problem. But then when it's suddenly Alice and Jones's life at stake, it's like, well, can they pull this off? You know? mm-hmm. And that's why I, I, I can only think that the space indigestion is just meant as a distraction Reason, so, so he that doesn't Jones out. doesn't, yeah. It is this one. And okay. even if he did chicken out, I mean, Alice would have just punched him in the face and <laughs> she would have just <laughs> he turned the ship we're, around we're anyway. <laughs> I'm going to, I'll bring it up here because I think at this point it's obvious and it continues to do this. I think I'm a little thrown off. I understand why they're doing it and it's a bold choice, but I think I'm a little thrown off by the fact that Jones has a different look. Every single, every story. I, I get, I get the joke. I don't know if I like it. Yeah, and that's almost what it feels until, like. Is it's a running joke until we get to the last one. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get there. Yeah, we get there. We're getting there. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still. You're talking about the Gremlin King, right? Goblin, Goblin King. King. Yeah, he oh, calls in, in this, Gremlin, it's Gremlin King. King. Yeah, yeah. As I, I saw that and I went, oh, okay, nice, nice way to skirt around the copyright of that. I'm that still enjoying the... fandoms uh, I never thought would collide, ex- <laughs> 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 ever. Well, it makes sense, though, since they're it's equating Jones to Bowie. It's yeah. just, and we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting ahead of ourselves. I, I, I'm still enjoying the, the, uh, the lyric drops. Uh, it's, yeah. I mean, it, it, this is one of those examples of beating a dead horse, you know? <laughs> this is a Pratchett. I get the joke, but I'm still enjoying it, <laughs> so I'm okay with it. Some fall flat for me more than others, like him in this one. The, the business suit and the gaining yeah, weight and losing weight. It was just I kind mean, of... I understand that whole glam rock was the shock factor. Not even shock factor. It was more of a... Just this these these bold statements on fashion and and surrealism, for lack of a better isn't. word. And then, yeah, we've got this suit and tie. It's just... It, uh, I guess I'm, I'm... And it could just be I'm not as familiar with all of Bowie's uh, eras. At that... That I'm. That's he what did I'm, have a number of. That's them, what I'm chalking sure. it up to. I'm, I I remember seeing pictures of Bowie in a shirt, and, uh, button-up shirt, and suspenders and a tie. Well, even in I his glam period, I can't place it anywhere. Even in his glam period, he did. He does things like the Bing Crosby special, where he sings "Little Drummer Boy" with Bing Crosby, and he's dressed very simple and normal, and and yeah. that's that's even around that. That, that was part of the shock period. value is when you're used to seeing somebody in makeup and spandex, and then they come yeah. out in a shirt yeah. and a tie. You're like, whoa, what? Yeah. So <laughs> that, that in and of itself is part of the gag mm-hmm. for for him. And then we get into some corporate machinations. The next story. Well, some of the the, the overarching overarching plots kind of comes. Somewhat to a head with this, which quite frankly, I thought we were going. This was kind of 
be the, the, uh, yeah, the resolution be of the. In fact, the way these two end very much feels like okay, we're done with that. We're going to move on, and we don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, here we are now. We got Jones, and Jones's hair is that's another thing. Jones's hair is radically you. If you gave somebody these comics and didn't tell them that this was the same character. They would think it's a they would, different. And they flipped through them. They would think it was somebody different every time. I think that's what throws me off about the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, I can see that. Because he doesn't look anything like any of the other – I mean it's well, not just this, like he's changing clothes. He's changing complete look and personality in every one of them. I think that's what's bothering me about this. And they, they warn you a little bit in the, in the little um, – yeah. what is this page called? The, the, the previously on. The, the, the credits page um, where they kind of give you the heads up on who's doing what. And they, they kind of say that, you know, well, Jones changes a lot. Currently, he looks like this. <laughs> it's like, well, okay. But if you have to tell me that, then whatever I thought you were trying to do with it, if you're explaining it, doesn't work. <laughs> and they changed the art style for this one a bit more than the other ones. This one's a little more um, serious, a little more realistic, a little grittier. Which, yeah. understandably so, it gets a little... The, the story makes sense to yeah. go this direction. Um, there's obviously different artists working on, on yeah. this season. But yeah. this is the first one that I've noticed the, uh, the biggest departure from yeah. the previous yeah. ones. Um, I like the concept of the Doctor walking into the you know snake pit and becoming essentially converted. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We've stepped into the uh, dead zone. <laughs> a dead zone. Death. Yeah, death, death zone. Death zone. Rassilon's tomb. Yeah, I, I kind of like that idea, too. I just... And it's... It's almost like they watched Impossible Astronaut Day of the Moon and said, let's do something like that, where you kind of get this big departure for the Doctor or... It looks like he's out of it through most of it. And then he comes back later. And somebody else has to kind of step in and be his, that place. Well, that and role. I, and, uh, the, the concept's certainly smart in the fact that he downloaded his basically yeah, memory really of his like brain into, really cool. to help her. And I like the fact that uh, Alice is the only one that can see him. I like the fact that Jones realizes what's happening but can't see. And so yeah. he's like, at one point, the doctor says, he's talking to a wall. Because <laughs> <laughs> he is. He can't, he can't see the doctor. He has no point of reference. So, um, Alice mean, dressing as the doctor in the next one seemed a little much. But I think I saw where they were going with the, the idea of spinning the story so that they could basically liberate the the children and the young people of – the planet of yeah. uh, Serve You Inc. I think is what it was called. Yeah, that's what it ended up and, being. And um, I like that they changed the they, they become the previously on page being too. part. They do what on the next issue? Yeah, yeah. Uh, being part of the story and embodying the story as well as telling the story or relaying the the, the legend and the message. It, it certainly makes sense, but it just seems strange to have. And Gabby even makes mention that you know we're just Alice. playing or Alice. We keep, you know, she mentions that we're playing parts here. Even Jones says that to a point. We're playing yeah. the parts, but Jones kind of, <laughs> Jones sort of falls into he the part a little more part, so yeah. than, uh, than than uh, Alice does. Which again, I get the joke, <laughs> but I really am enjoying the fact that well, now we know where all these ideas came from. 
Matt Smith's doctor looks really snazzy in the all-black ensemble. It really does. Yeah, the hair slicked to the other direction. It's a, it's a, it's a, a very bit, evil like. look, but it's <laughs> but it works for him. So we we've got you know this this issue is some I can't there's a I can't put my finger on it, but there's a story that it's pretty much just copying the ideas of not copying but homaging almost, and I can't place it. It's kind of like. Um, End, is it in? No, not in the time. It's the well, I'm thinking one. outside of who in general. Oh, is it? Yeah. And I can't place it anywhere. Because it's very similar to the end of the 10th Doctor run where he's the Doctor himself is out of the picture while the Master has control of Earth and Martha has to walk the Earth and tell stories. And Yeah, a little bit. It well, takes it, it yeah, to the next it, level. It, it has shades of that. It also has shades of V for Vendetta. It has shades yeah. of... Uh, there was something else that I sort of equated that to as well. Um I'm with you. They're just. There feels like there's, there's just something I can't something that's grasp. being borrowed from. Yeah. But I just can't place it. What I think is interesting is that I, I like the idea that, and I think I, I'm, I'm kind of going back on this because I've said before that we kind of like our doctor to be impervious. Yes. We like him to show up and know everything and, and fix everything and be the good guy. Every now and then, it's kind of cool to see a story where he's at a genuine loss right. and doesn't know the answer and can't come and up with sort it. Sort of puts you off footing. Yeah, and this goes one step further than that by, well, he's the bad guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I do technically like, though, he's the prisoner. <laughs> I do like though that he we don't we don't lose the soul of the Doctor because again, and, and as we were talking about Wilson Fisk, the Doctor is doing in this. CEO persona, what he thinks is necessary. It's it's he it's in his mind has this warped sense of he's protecting everyone by well, taking their stories. And I get the impression that the talent scout is also warping that. Yes, oh, absolutely. He, he's taking absolutely. the ideas that the doctor has and taking his personality and warping it. Yeah, and so I do like I do like the idea that the doctor is able to kind of shed that persona. I mean, yeah. in in visual essence too. I mean, he literally walks out of that, and he's in his bow tie and and yeah. jacket again, you know. And the the exterior is sort of gone. So this panel, where we're inside the corporate headquarters, which is basically the TARDIS which repurposed, is the TARDIS. you know, <laughs> yeah. And so he's got this gigantic expanse of windows that look out and everything, and the police box is still the there on the window. Says police you know? box, yeah. And it was like yeah. this gave me chills. Yeah. Like there's something <laughs> about that visual that's just so ominous and wrong, and I, I loved the and the fact that the entity is now the light in the background too, in the, in yeah. the center console or not console, but in the center there, which is essentially <laughs> the lamp. But as we said, this one sort of ends with a. Okay, we've fixed everything. We've liberated uh, Serview Inc., the planet, or the asteroid, I suppose. We've, for all intents and purposes, destroyed the... uh, Talent Scout. The Talent Scout and freed the entity and let the people free. So it's kind of... Although, ironically, it doesn't end with a... So having, having read these all together, it was weird to go to the next story and almost turn that result on its ear because I think if I had waited a month, it wouldn't have been so bad because I'd have had some time in between, but reading one right after the other was more of a, well, okay, you just left me with this satisfaction that this is over. And then you're it's telling done. me this it's isn't done. over. Done yet. <laughs> so that, that was a little, 
off-putting at first, but this one, this one we're about to review, is my favorite. I really like this one. It, the style. I, I didn't. I didn't. I, when I first started reading it, I was I was put off because of the fact, that, as I just stated, I felt like we had sort of resolved this, and suddenly you're we're stepping back into the same problem we've been having. And it wasn't until the uh, TARDIS pretty much TARDIS explodes, explodes. <laughs> and I, I had that, again. <laughs> I had that. Well, in more of the way that we see it happen at the beginning of uh, Mind Robber. Yeah. And I thought, ooh, what a great visual. And then it's great visuals from thence Because then it splits the colors. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. And, of course, now we've got Jones dressed as a mannequin. Or a <laughs> harlequin. Harlequin. And then we've got Jareth. But I love the four-panel the four <laughs> storytelling in the four different color palettes. Yeah, and, and each, each shows up taking and... turns uh, telling a bit more of the story for each person. And their perspective, and sometimes more than others. Jareth appears to um, Jones. It's very much the Goblin King from Labyrinth, which I think image really cool. And I like how each one, none of none of these, as they're split, the uh, uh, Jones going to the swimming pool of all places, <laughs> um, the Doctor in the vortex, but as a more or less an astral projection. Uh, what they we call what they called him? Uh, he even uh, non corporal. Yeah. And then uh, Alice in the the console room and Ark in the engine room. Yeah, engine room, which would have been the only person that could have survived in the engine room. So I was I would appreciate that. Yeah. That as well. I like the four panel story and and giving us a piece of flashing between each and giving us line that's happening. How the talent scout became the talent scout. Yeah, a great us a, way to history tell the origin everything. story of him. Um, everyone resisting, which I thought was very cool, yeah. are able to resist. Although Ark, you kind of wonder if he's going to. That's the one that you're kind of holding out, going, "Oh, I wonder if Ark's going to be the one that kind of gives in." Um, and then even bringing them back together, <laughs> like the all colors. in the console room. And when the we've got Alice, who has been in this in these uh, yellow tones. And Jones, it's been in these blue tones. When they come together in the console room, the Alice is still green. yellow. Jones is blue, but the background's green. I thought, yeah. what a wonderful visual. It was just so well. And then when together. Ark shows up, things turn. The background turns purple. Yeah, yeah. It's just it it it. Visually, this is visually definitely stunning. Uh, even the story, it's, it's I thought good, the story yeah. was was written really well. It's very simplistic because you're dealing with four different points of view. Um, you're only working with four panels per page, which I think was a, a wonderful yeah. uh, uh, choice. And you notice when the doctor comes in, you kind of get hues it's, yeah, it starts all the way around. I mean, you've got around, the blue yeah. kind of blue here, red here, pinkish here, and then yellow here. Um, and then the ketchup. I loved yeah. – <laughs> I, I saw this and my first thought was, well, that was cheating. And then I thought, no, that's sim- – that's Brilliantly simple, especially for those who <laughs> that haven't now been puts reading everything them. in line. With yeah, what's been happening, and it works now for me. I'm like, yeah, no, that works. We got a timeline. Well, <laughs> I and appreciate it, the timeline. And it really works for the comic aspect of it, where you're going month to month between issues, and if you're not going back and rereading any of the issues, this lets really lets you know what's what's happened and gives you a reminder. This panel says, if we confused you. At any time over the last nine episodes or ten, ten issues, 
This is what's happened so far. Yeah. <laughs> this puts it in perspective for you. And so I liked that. At lot. least as far as the art goes, that w- you need to pay attention. It would have been really nice if Moffat had given us one of those uh, <laughs> from, from, from time to time. If I had one of those in the Moffat series, this would have been so much easier. Well, and then following. the fact also we don't get the title page until the end. Yeah. 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 My, my absolute favorite panel out of all of this is the one where Jones turns, the, uh, turns him down. And says, no, I can get it all of it for myself. You're as good as you are. Um, what I've got is as good as any of yours. You've got no power over me. And I was like, <laughs> 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 they gave me the line and the look. I love this joke. I hope it goes forever. <laughs> it's also really. This was the part of the joke that paid off the best for me. Yeah, it was. That simply was also a really good wrap-up of, of Jones, because we didn't mention this, but when we, when we were reviewing the backwards episode, the one that, where the issue is going, running backwards in time and the Doctor's actually figuring it out and running forwards in time. Oh, yeah. Uh, we get the exposition of how Alice and Jones have kind of had a, a spat, and, oh, and, a, and Alice is very hard on Jones about, you just nick other people's looks and... and uh, you're 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 a coward, and she really calls him out on on basically what we know of Jones so far. She calls him out on it, and even in that story, Jones gets some redemption because he does sacrifice himself yeah. for Alice. Kind of, sh- but this also then talks about that strength didn't go away with that story, with that moment. That strength is still there, and by being able to turn down the talent scout in this story and say no, I, I you know. Uh, what was exactly the line from uh, Labyrinth? I can't remember. You've got no power. You've got no power over me. Really shows us that Jones is more of his own man. Is more of his own. Well, man and it's anything. nice too. That, I mean, because we're getting that that slow exploration of his character, and that it, it's a slow burn, and it's there, and he's not just a you'll forgive the pun a one note kind of kind of joke. Yeah. That they do have something kind of planned for him, and it's well, and that backwards episode helps demonstrate that also. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But but but. But it's such a one off that yeah. this one kind of solidifies it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it goes to show that wasn't just some alternate timeline. Right. Exactly. It's part exactly. of him. The other nice thing with the, with the timeline at the end is that it, it, it kind of cements that, yeah, we have this planned. This, this is not just us willy-nilly kind of poking around in the universe and, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we went back and And then figuring that. out how to lock it together yeah. later. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it kind of gives me a little more... Uh, not hope, but... Um, it's a reassurance. Yeah, exactly. A little more clarity that they know what they're doing. Yeah. All right. Oh. Does that do it for... That was all we did on... That was all we have, and that's all that's out for the 11th Doctor. Then we move on to... The 12th Doctor. Now, we've already reviewed issue one. But we did not review issue two. Oh, did we not? We did not. We oh, only okay. did issue one. Because I, I read issue two. Okay, so I'm going to have to do this from memory because I did not refresh my memory. Wow, that was a mistake. Why did we do that? <laughs> <laughs> that's why we decided not well, to repeat it with, with Doctor Number 9. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because it was, the, it was also me. the only one that had been out at the time. No, we must add two because I knew exactly what had happened in the resolution when we reviewed the first one. Oh. Well, then I don't That's okay. Let's go ahead and do that. Let me. I'll, I'll, well, you guys start. I'll bring it up so I can refresh my memory. I, I remember was... not liking the first. I mean, uh, I shouldn't say that. I remember them not being very strong and not and not very favorable in my. Yeah, taste. I, I wasn't that impressed with how it ended. Um, 
it's it's kind of just a bit unsatisfactory. It's just these alien creatures that are lava and that much gonna, I remember. Yeah, anthropomorphized lava <laughs> doesn't count. And and he fix, he tricks it with uh, freezing a Sharknado. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. And, and, and then the the bad CEO kind of gets left behind for the uh, little monkeys. But it does uh, imply that we're going to be re- uh, revisiting Hyperios. Yeah. Well, to 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 to. Recall the setup. They arrive on the planet, and it's been terraformed because they was, think they're going. Yeah. They're coming to an ice planet. In fact, uh, wasn't. Uh, yeah, she's dressed. Clara was all dressed yeah, up. She's for, ready yeah, to ski. She, in fact, this whole story, she's got the uh, parka on or the yeah. snowsuit on. I, I did really like the the doctor. Why are you still carrying that ski pole around? And then it comes in. It does to, come into play. And then he's like, see, I told you to keep that thing. And she's like, no, you didn't. I didn't feel that the – if I'm from going from memory, I don't feel like I, I thought that they – I thought for – I remember us saying that for not knowing much about the 12th Doctor when this story obviously was written, they did a decent job of – Keeping with the character of twelve, mm-hmm. yeah. but it wasn't until I read the next set that I, it occurred to me that those are done so much better. And oh yeah, the been, next set there is... must have been enough of a uh, well, element even... of the, the the series out at that time that they were that they were able to kind of really capture him more because I think it's done even better in the next story. Yeah. going to review. Well, wasn't it this one that we get references all the way up to Scobon Blitzer? I think you're right. Yeah. So so at least for. The characters and those writing it, they knew those character, those events to some extent yes. was happening. So, which you would assume that the the, would have the writers of the these scripts. have access to the scripts, yeah. at least the first part of the scripts, and 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 the outline for the season. What do you guys think of uh, three and four? The two, the next one that's the oh, two parter. I just got two loaded. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't have much to say about 2. No, I didn't know either. I like the artwork way better on 2, or on 3 and 4. I think it captures uh, Capaldi much better. Uh, yeah. Uh, even Clara. Let me let me say it's better. better. I, do, I think it's a little too color heavy. I think the, the, the color palette's a little too much. Um, I, considering, but the artwork's good. The it's, artwork's it's almost, considering it's uh, the the settings. It's almost more of a painting, yes, yeah. than, than a uh, you know drawn comic background. But there are times when that works, and well, the, the, the opening being in the past in India, I think lends to kind of that yeah. storybook quality to it. Agree. The, the next piece is <laughs> the painting of the Mona Lisa, which <laughs> works. <laughs> And what a great gag that was. <laughs> I wish they had mentioned that he was painting one of the copies <laughs> that had written on there, this is a copy, <laughs> or this is a fake, or whatever it was he wrote on the, in Sharpie. Um, I wish they had at least dropped that That would have been really line, cool. But I was fine. I, at again, least we I, got an image I, of I think it doctor. still works. I think it works really well. Yeah, I like the fact that um, 
that we have a character that once traveled with the fourth doctor and the daughter that remembers. And yeah. the key element that, that triggers the memory is when he offers her a jelly baby. Well, and, but that and was that, pretty cool. And that's knowing that that was something Peter Capaldi put in the episode that wasn't scripted. Right. For them to let's, use let's that. Let's us know that they, cool. have been, they knew what was going on yeah. and had seen stuff at this point, too. We're, t- we're referring to the cigarette case with yeah. the jelly babies in it. From uh, Mummy on the Orient Express. When, when this started... <laughs> did you think, uh, oh, the vampires are back? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> at first. And then I went, oh, it's Temple of Doom. With the title, The Swords of Kali, and I kind of went, it's going to be one of those kind of historical. Oh, it sort of is. Which it is. But not as much as you think. Set in two times. It's going to be a. Yeah, we're, it's we're a gonna, historical we're gonna, and a futurical. Yeah, we're gonna go and we're gonna deal with the Kali and the Thuggy Colt, and we're gonna get all the you know the, the Indiana Jones stuff. But of course, there's gonna be an alien behind it. I was like, okay, so I just had my my mind set that okay, this is what we're gonna get. And then the thing started to unspool, and I mean, yeah, that's what we got. But they did it in just a they really unique take. Well, when Tomb Raider shows up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I really enjoyed this arc. I thought they I were I thought they were really cool. It was very cleverly done. It was and cleverly done. Uh, not my favorite, but but enjoyable. A very enjoyable story. I guess this was a three parter, wasn't it? It was a three parter. Yeah. Kalima will rule the world. I, I don't feel like Clara was quite used as well as she could have been. Not until she becomes <laughs> Kali. Yeah, <laughs> and then they give her her full due, due, due diligence. <laughs> When that happened, I went, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I skipped too far ahead because I think I'm in the next. I am. So. <laughs> let's talk about that. So they, 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 she, she becomes the living embodiment of, of the <laughs> goddess Kali. And is it said that my first thought was. I think I know what your first oh, thought no. was. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you want to go there? This is a good fit for her. <laughs> That was very diplomatic. (laughs) (laughs) Clara is, oh, what was the line the doctor used? Um, Controlling? Yeah. (laughs) There she is. You know, it's just kind of like. It's a little Perry-esque there, though, by the way. Yeah. And there. I could see the same thing (laughs) happening to Perry. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I, I I would agree, yeah. I like the sword play. I like the fact that the doctor calls back to it too. Oh, thank uh, God, we got some sword play. <laughs> some actual, some sword actual, sword actual sword play. play. I mean, Not spoon play. I'm sure he's play. good with a spoon too. But this, this was. I was reading that, going, "This is what I wanted." But the best line is, "What can I say when you've crossed swords with the best history?" I should be the in history with the best history and the future have. To, oh, that's what it is. When you've crossed swords with the best history and future have to offer. Yeah. Normally, I'd offer to tie one hand behind my back. Ha! But you already ready rudely outnumber me in that department because she's got four arms and four swords. Well, three swords because he hasn't given her the one that she needs yet. I thought the 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 way they structured the idea of Kali and the swords being the power of this interdimensional being, I thought was really. Well, it works so well with the 
myth of of Kali and the oh, Thug yeah. cult, and yeah, it 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 works really well. I, I even liked the the um, the romance story in this of uh, what's the the woman's name? Tomb Raider, Ronnie, Ronnie, and how she had this you know love that was forbidden with this other uh, with this princess, and she was betrothed to another man, and they the uh, she was whisked away by the uh, Kali Ma Kali what was her what was the alien species Kali something yeah uh, whisk away by them be- and she was blamed for her disappearance because they had this oh, romance yeah. and she was you know captured and she and she had even gone so far as joining basically the army but then being re- because of the fact that she was a woman was relegated to protecting the harems yeah and she became this excellent marksman and she could outbest any of the men in the army but she was relegated to you know this lowly guard and so she's taken it upon herself to ex- exact revenge on the collie i thought that was really cool and i also like the fact that the, by the end of this she appears to her after they they're all released all of the the dead bodies or all, dead all souls, spirits, yeah. spirits are released from the Kali after she's defeated, and she's able to appear to her and kind of put closure on their story. You know, go move on beyond me. And so at the end, we get that moving on when we have that little moment between her and uh, the daughter. The daughter that uh, uh, has been also part of the story, which we've kind of neglected to say. <laughs> <laughs> I also the, the girl that gets the Tilly babies at the beginning. <laughs> Who also appreciated saves the, the ship from falling. Out. Yes, yeah, by well, yelling at it. She's an astronaut, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, she so, is. They, yeah. they talk about her being, which yeah. which works so well because that's her mission. And you think if you'd have just given that to somebody that was a tag along, it would have been unbelievable. But giving her that backstory that this is kind of her thing, yeah, it really made it work so well that she was able to do that. And yeah, as as Keith just alluded to, the fact that she, I, I can't control it, I'm not able to pull it back. And he says, "Shout at it," and you're like. Oh, that is so twelve doctor. <laughs> oh, then she goes. And it works. I, I shouted at it, but it didn't work. And then it did the Scottish accents, and it worked. <laughs> Stretching my believability, but I'll go with I it went because with it's it. so I funny. was like, that's so in line with the twelfth doctor. I also appreciated on the fact that we, we we get this romance, this forbidden romance between two women, and th- there's there's just a hint of oh, aren't we being daring? Yeah, Look what we're doing. Yeah. And the next panel is you. You seem like, and he goes, don't care. And she goes, well, like, it doesn't matter to you. And he lays it out. Man yeah. loves woman. Yeah. Man loves man. Woman loves woman. Who cares? People hating each other. That's what bothers me. Yes. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, that it was, really kind of sums up this whole argument and is just a genius way of well, then even <laughs> throwing to take the it, doctor to go with it. Agreed. And then even to take it further, when the daughter talks about how, you know, you should stay here because it's so different. Does that, that sort of thing is, it, is yeah. not taboo anymore. That's not... You know, because it is the future. It's it's the future, and that's accepted. That's the norm. And I like the fact that they took it one step further and said, "There's, there's, this is what the future is." There's going hope that it'll be better. Yeah, yeah, I loved that. That was really cool. But yeah, the doctor just saying, "Don't care." People hating people is what bothers me. Very good. I yeah, liked that. I really one. enjoyed this story. Yep. It was, it was it was a good story. Again, not not my favorite of the batch, but but well done, well put together. Uh, and then we only then got we the have first part. It's definitely of the- my favorite of the Twelfth Doctor stories thus far. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Although it's only the second one we've gotten in story arc wise. We've got two more issues. 
And he pulled quite the switcheroo when he, because he had Clara, you know, he he, he dubs, dupes the doctor into going after the last sword. And, uh, you know, that we, we, we need this and, you know, you have to do it. Otherwise, we're going to let Clara get incinerated under the engines of this rocket. <laughs> so the doctor said, all right, I'll go do it. And then we, we turned Clara into college. It's like, I did not expect. Didn't see it coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So What's done lock her up, end, you know, or and something. That's our cliffhanger. Yeah, terrifying. <laughs> and I really enjoyed the the twist that we got when he went after the sword. And we, we get just a little bit of the backstory when the guy's explaining in the hologram message that, you know, I went, but the sword was already gone. And there were just these, the, these two corpses. And so oh, we get yeah. there, and then they turn on him, and the doctor's like, nah, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> the sword's already gone because I'm here two weeks early. <laughs> oh, and he's going to find two corpses. And they were like, what? Oh. <laughs> Oh, we're the fist Christmas pump reading that one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was really well told. So the fractures. So let's talk a little bit fractures. about the next one. The fractures. You get two of these. Who knows how long this story arc is going to go? <laughs> <laughs> so we have two so far, but then there's a third one. There's a third one yeah. for sure because it's not over yet. Right. Uh, there could be four. Which was quite this. disappointing. I don't, I don't know. To me, when I finished <laughs> reading the second one, I went, "No, I don't have the next <laughs> one." Um, good setup. I like yeah. the story. I like the the little girl and the, fact that the mom it's, it's and the other a... girl have lost their husband in a car accident, and then suddenly the dad shows up by coming through some portal, which I thought very distrusting of the dad. You think there's oh, got to yeah. be somebody pretending pretending to be the dad? He's exploiting the young girl by you know making he her believe. Doesn't want the mom to see. Him. Yeah, doesn't yeah. want the mom to see, and. I'm, you're just, all along, I'm thinking, oh, this is not going to end well. This is not going to end well. And, of course, it starts out with Kate, and she's visiting the widow. And very coldly, she's she's saying, you know, sorry for your loss. And she's being very genuinely, you know, compassionate. As this is a social visit. We want to check up on you, see how you're doing. Oh, by the way, your husband was working on something. We were wondering if you knew the password. And I thought, oh, man. He's a unit employee. So unit. <laughs> Hey, don't be that person. I like the reference too when when the doctor finds out that they're uh, going through with trying to launch this machine that he'd been working on, and oh, the doctor yeah. says, "Did you not learn anything from Canary Wharf?" Yeah. <laughs> there are so many references. In well, this and then later finding out that this is actually he had ba- basically taken the technology they had for the. Uh, uh, Portal the between the two yeah. worlds, yeah, and had re reverse engineered it and come up with his own version of it. I thought, yeah. oh wow, this is such a callback. To it's pretty much a, Army of Ghosts, a, a and, sequel uh, in a sense, in Doomsday. that aspect of it. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I don't um, know how. Of course, it's, now it's tor- it's it's uh, unit, unit working now, with it, but not torch wood, torch wood, but, yeah. but still. Oh, I know what I, I it bugged me because I couldn't remember where it was, and I finally figured it out. Next to speaking of callbacks, going back very quickly to the Eleventh uh, uh, Doctor one, where he's on the phone. Did anybody get the? Uh, oh, he's uh, calling when he was calling in the uh, money and the funds, and he says, "Meet the." If you send your boys to Vortis in about three oh, days, yeah. a man with a recorder, he'll yeah. sort everything out. I forgot about that. Yeah, call Sorry, back to the this... second doctor. Yeah, 
<laughs> well, and the fractures, he's even down to the 3D glasses. Yeah, those are, well, they're, those they're are brought back because... ED glasses. Right, he needs to see the uh, void matter. So that's that's brought back. I, lo- I appreciated that. It's going to be hard for me to review this one because I need to know how it resolves because I'm not sure I, how I feel about the fractures themselves. Yeah, Everything else the, I think is really cool. I'm the same way. I, I'm a little unsettled by the fractures. And I'm not quite sure how, what to think of them. I mean, it's very cut and clear that they believe that they're this void police. They're some sort of entity and they take over human bodies in order yeah. to have a corporal form and do what they need to do. The problem is... I have with them at this point is they're not just hunting down the dad who has they're just broken the law, broken this yeah. you know uh, nether sphere or not nether sphere uh, void law. They're also you know maliciously saying, "Well, we have three more captures." You know, it's like well, they haven't really technically done well, and it I, wrong. And I, and so I, I have no sympathy for you as a police force. You know what yeah. I mean? And I but can are, understand are they them actually... going after the unit people. Because they were yeah. a hand at that. Which makes sense. Yeah, but they, these they, random they were trying. They were obviously breaking this yeah, void law they had because they had it. a yeah. hand in it. But when you start targeting the family, it's like, okay, I don't think we're supposed to think that they're this moral police force. That's you know, I, I think that's, that's what it's going to boil down to is the fact that there's another agenda there. I do like the, the fact that the dad is just from a different dimension where his family died. Yeah. I think that's so cool. The instead d- of making him a villain. Talking about the multiverse well, so far. and the doctor yeah. Yeah, the doctor setting this out uh, uh you know kind of explaining the whole multiverse concept. Uh the fact that you know their worlds were nearly identical with the, with the one exception that a father lost his family and in this you know universe the family lost the father and so for all intents and purposes they're very similar but there might somewhere be a universe where dinosaurs are in a gentleman's club <laughs> have evolved in there in a gentleman's yeah. club and they actually show a picture of the dinosaurs and they've all got these suits on and they're saying chap chap they got a, they got a pint glass Cheeto. in their hand and- <laughs> that was kind of funny because you're thinking you know we're seeing that image, but that's just what the doctor was describing could be. But it probably is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We've got a multiverse. It could be. Somewhere there are dinosaurs holding <laughs> a class of of uh, whiskey and, and talking about um, the stock market. I was a little worried where this was going to be placed also, considering it's dealing with unit and current dating. And if Osgood was going to show up. And I, I really like that they took a page to be like, no, she's not going to be here. Uh, she's going to be devastated. Should we tell him that he changed again? Yeah, so it's <laughs> no, clearly it's before um, Death in Heaven and Dark Water. Yeah. So. Which helps make sh- helps it from contradicting yes. that later story. Yeah. It's always, it's, I always appreciate little touches when they do something. Problem like is, that. Kate recognizes him, and she almost seems surprised uh, in that same story. Oh, that's true. That he's changed, so that that does kind of contradict there as well. Well, although she just says new haircut, doesn't she? She doesn't. Isn't his hair literally shorter in Uh, that episode? Yeah, I guess that does work then. Yeah, it still it works for me. All right, head cannon fixed. (laughs) His hair looks long here. It's uh, (laughs) well, and we get the little uh, references to uh, to Danny. Um, I don't remember if it was this story or the previous one as well. So it's like, okay, so he's still out there and we're still... Yeah. I guess it was well, the, the, the first issue of this batch when the, the 
kids talking to her about it. And she goes, well, this is like the worst kept secret in the school. <laughs> oh, and it's so almost. Yeah, clearly forced. Danny's still yeah. around. And-, and almost foreshadowing Danny's fate. Yeah. I didn't necessarily get it when I was but reading. But this must these- be after the caretaker. Because oh, yeah. she says, yeah. Yeah, she mentioned you're hanging caretaker. out with a caretaker? I well, thought you were cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then later says, I take what I begged, but I said earlier, you are very cool. <laughs> she uses the sonic. I loved his bit about the, you know, I have to go teach English, or I have, I have an English class. Do you speak English? <laughs> that whole conversation was so very English? well done. Why would you need lessons? <laughs> no, I'm the teacher. <laughs> and then throughout the whole thing. You know, and when the when the kid comes, you know, shows up and she says, "Well, I'm in the English class." And he goes, "But aren't you English? Isn't that an unfair advantage?" <laughs> <laughs> and that's so in line with his character. It yeah, is that, that yeah. whole that very whole bit was so. was really great and and exceedingly well characterized. Um, I didn't realize it when I was reading it until we've been going back, kind of looking at this. That this is almost, in a way, the exact same story that we got from. Uh, Army of Ghosts and Doomsday. Yeah, it's very, very similar. We're just dealing with the Jackie and uh, Pete. Pete aspect of it instead of the Cyberman invasion part yeah, of it. Yeah, no, you're oh, absolutely yeah. right. I didn't think about that. Yeah. But, you know, we're going to put these two families. Clearly, somebody that wrote this together. came right off of seeing oh, yeah. Army of Darkness, or Army of Darkness, Army of Ghosts and uh, Doomsday. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens yeah, next. I, we're, unfortunately, we're at this point where I'm going to need to. By the time we go back and actually have to reread the first two, yeah. Right uh, the fractures, though. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Keith. Though I'm very intrigued. I think the story's very good. I just I can't give a full review of it yet until I know more about the fractures because I really feel like that's kind of the missing piece at this point. Yeah. What's their motivation? Is there really more of an ulterior motive than just being so far? Just, void? So far, they're the weakest point of the story. What do you guys think of the art in this one? Pretty good. This, I, I, I liked this better than this. I, I go to this every time, and I, I apologize if I'm redundant, but this looks and feels a lot more like a comic book. You know what I mean? This has more of the comic art. It doesn't have that stylistic painting art that we had in the first stories or the last stories that we just reviewed, and it. It just really looks and has a look and feel of a comic book, and it, it's I guess what I, I it's it's uh, familiar, yeah. and I think that's what I like about well, it. Well, and I think they're getting his looks and expressions down a lot better. Yeah, I think so. In general, even like when much he, better than the first. Even when it's not first like a two stories, close up yeah. shot of him, like you, his expressions are. It's well, and photorealism isn't necessarily the right word to use, but some of these panels almost have that. Or it looks like maybe they 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 took a they photograph well, and, and yeah. shell shaded it or did something with that. Maybe versus so, but I think how more cartoony so, the Eleventh Doctor ones are. I, I think mean, the thing is though, the reason you're getting that is because someone is able to actually draw what the Doctor <laughs> looks like in these, and I think that's what I think that what that comes down to. That's why they have talented that, artists that photo shading. <clears throat> All right, our last last thing we're reviewing is a little something that we all got last weekend. And uh, if you were uh, coy and were able to get to your local comic book store, um, you were able to also pick up a copy of this for free comic book day last weekend. This is the first time that they have released a Doctor Who comic for free comic book day. And it's a little misleading because it, 
at first glance says three doctors, and then in smaller title it says three amazing new stories. So it almost, <laughs> it almost looks like you're going to get a multi-doctor story, but it's not true. However, I will mention there if you is read an the interview. last, yeah, if you read the very last of this, there's an interview with Paul McCornell who is writing a three-doctor story for the comics. which they're they're going to end the seasons, quote unquote, for the seasons. Yeah, uh, I, I think Titan even for uh, ten said ending the season. Oh, we did say at, season? At 15, uh, okay. so, yeah. Everybody's going to have to wrap up their storylines. So yeah, the arc so will probably be wrapped up as well. So. Yeah, it's going to... Well, who the knows if it's... Who knows if it's a Moffat story. <laughs> no, like, that's true. <laughs> Moffat style. But we start off, interestingly enough, with the 12th Doctor story. I guess because he's the most recent Doctor? I guess we went backwards. It, yeah, they, they descend chronologically. What do you guys think of this little nugget of a story? Yeah, it's, I, it's kind of how I feel about all the other ones. They were just they're, they're, they're nuggets of stories. They're it's a good uh, taste, ideas. I think. Yeah, it's a good it's, flavor of what you yeah. can expect in their in their respective lines. Yeah, and there's just not much to say. There's there's six pages. About it. There's yeah, six pages for the twelfth Doctor. They show up. Um, it's it's actually a very tropey story. They show up on a planet that's being harvested. And oh, yeah. ultimately find out that they're harvesting uh, beans that they didn't realize were there. Be- beans are suffering for this harvesting. I mean, we've seen this numerous, numerous times in Doctor Who itself. And the Doctor has to come along and save the day. And actually, Clara is the one that kind of saves the day. Uh, yeah. Which is cool. The doctor figures it out. And it's good to doctor go. Doctor figures out. We're good to go. The next one is actually <laughs> my favorite of this because it's a little bit meta. Yeah, it's this... Alien who somehow has put himself into word form to take over the world, essentially, and wants to be read, and he's copying absolutely everything <laughs> to kill a mocking Zagnar. Zagnar, yeah. <laughs> and Which, so, if you didn't realize, that was the... Um, that was the open, open. for the show. Zagnar. Uh, but it's all based around free comic book day, pretty much, <laughs> and free novels being given out. Yeah, free comics, free novels, and free media. And I love how everybody's so engrossed in these books that they're distracted at the world going around them, and the old lady almost, you know, gets plowed by a bus <laughs> because <laughs> the driver is reading back. it. The, the driver yeah, and the everybody driver. else on the yeah. bus is reading. It's it. not just that she wandered out yeah. in front of it with the book; it's that everybody on the bus is reading it. I thought it was interesting. By the end, you've got Jones and Alice both they're reading even, as well. Yeah. So it's a good thing that the doctor has his own, you know, sense of. of What's going on? Because if he didn't, we'd all be sunk. Oh, yeah. Um, I did think it was a bit weird that we used Ark's excrement in order to (laughs) (laughs) plug the book into it. To give Zagnar a form. I also liked the cover of the book with, quote, I have seen the future of horror, and his name is Zagnar. Stephen Stephen King. King. (laughs) (laughs) He's clearly read the book. Uh, even to the it's really of- kind of cool, though, that he's able to get that out on the day that the book was released, that they were able to get a quote for him oh, for yeah. the book on the day really that the fast. book was released. That's, that's, that's a quick term. And I, I like the, Although the, you, you, have to, you have to accept the fact that it's, it's obviously a living entity, so it's constantly changing as it's yeah. going as well. It's not something that was like written months ago and published just recently. I, I like the fact that the... Uh, the crowd starts turning on them. And the, you're you yeah. doubt Zagnar. You're critical of Zagnar. Yeah. It's, and that's also kind of speaks to the, some of the culture of 
you don't like what I like, then you must be wrong. It's 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 all so meta and so tongue in cheek. It's so enjoyable. Well, and you got to follow that conversation through. He doubts Zagnar. He is critical of Zagnar. He has poor literary taste and therefore must be pulped. <laughs> because <laughs> I almost feel like that's what fandom has become anymore. Yeah, almost. The, On if, some corners of the internet, it certainly has. If, if you don't agree with us, you must be destroyed. Al Ewing and Rob Williams wrote this. Very in touch with I, I oh, think, yeah. the culture. These These gents are. And then I actually quite enjoyed the last one as well. I think yeah. the weakest one was the 12th because it was such a tropey, simple story. Uh, I thought the other two were very inventive. The 10th Doctor. Sean, you want to talk a little bit about the 10th Doctor? Um, I, See what I did there. I, do. <laughs> I, I loved it. I don't know if you noticed that. I loved it because... It's a 10th Doctor. Uh-huh. Because it's a 10th Doctor. No, not because it's a 10th Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> He's sticking his tongue out of me. I, I loved it because we saw the wardrobe. <laughs> that was cool. I, you know, it, it, uh, that's just a sushi, and then the boot cupboard. Yeah, it's 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 a ship in a bottle story. <laughs> you know that we're going to spend the entire episode in the TARDIS, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> Any excuse to give me more TARDIS? A stuff. bottle episode in a comic book, <laughs> and, and and we get you know we get the and I thought for a minute they were going to tease me. I thought we weren't going to get it because we, we, we there's that one shot of the wardrobe and whatever when David Tennant goes and puts the and outfit we on. We walk past it. And, and, and so we're there and we're on the staircase and it's like, oh, there's the staircase. <laughs> and then there's the boot cupboard and then there's – and no, we're not going to the wardrobe. It's like, oh, don't do this to me. Oh, and here's the laundry we're room. We're going and to the laundry room. It's not even an impressive laundry room. Excuse it's the <laughs> laundry demat. Yeah. <laughs> It's just it's 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 it looks like my laundry room. <laughs> One machine, a couple of shelves. Well, not you, exciting you don't at have all. the little spiky things on each on side it. of yours. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of Gallifreyan looking there. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Sean's does have that. I don't know. <laughs> but then we get our, our our beautiful wardrobe and the nice references to the Six Doctors coat. <laughs> <laughs> Those were good. <laughs> and you can kind of see the uh, in the big shot. You can. You can see the fourth Doctor's outfit there, too. Kind of hidden back. There's some beautiful clothes in here. And some... Oh, boy. (laughs) Whose was this? And, of course, the sixth Doctor says, I'll have you know that it was the height of satorial splendor when I wore that. (laughs) You wore this? (laughs) So cool. And and the exploration of how the TARDIS got all these outfits of she just... Materializes places, nabs them, copies them, and then puts it. So back. she's not even really stealing them; she's just she's making just a copy <laughs> and putting the original back. Yes, which I suppose is internet theft. <laughs> You're taking the copyright copy of it. Yeah, copyright copyright theft. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful idea that you know, like when when Doc opens the briefcase in Back to the Future Two, lined with money from all the different <laughs> eras that he's visited already, because now he's prepared. And you look at this and you go. When did that happen? <laughs> I want that story. This is kind of that moment for yeah. the TARDIS going, well, where do you think these clothes just came out of nowhere? I don't have time to pick them up. I'm too busy running from things. <laughs> I did a big old uh, sludge monster. monster. Yeah. <laughs> Blood monster. Oh, it was a funny, golem, though. It was good much. because it looks like this, like, uh, Fierce beast that's tracking them down and trying to attack him, and you find he was just trying to bring, just trying <laughs> to bring to the Sonic. Sonic back to it. 
And then they get their clothes out of the muddy, and the patterns have swapped. Yes, I know. She's got pinstripes now, and he's got this flower pattern. Pretty cool. Which I, I would just, like to see him wear. Yeah. yeah. Just, one, yes. just once. Yeah. I would like to see him in the flowered shirt with the... The, the, the suit and go. It'd go, eh. with, the, it'd go with the luau uh, <laughs> and the straw hat he with had. With many years of me and or Mason and I going to free comic book day and being let down by the uh, uh, comics that we get, the stories that we get, most of the time, there's some good, there's some nuggets in there every once in a while, but most of the time it's just, you know, it's 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 a uh, that one was your advertising. Yeah, okay. um, I brought mine. It was, it's an advertising gimmick. It's a you know way to get their product out there and get people looking at them. This is, in fact, while it does that same thing, is a very good story, a representation of those three doctors, and I think they did a really nice job of giving you something with some substance. Even though, like I say, those are only six-page stories. Oh, yeah. There's really good substance in there. Well, really tra- traditionally, the things you get for free comic book day are either a, a zero issue that kind of is going to kick off a big, massive event, and it, it is. It's a commercial that's get you saying that you should, you, you should come and, and, and buy this. Or you get fun little know-nothing-aside no kind of off stories. And this one... While it is an off story, it's done really well. Kind, kind, of, kind of fits both ways, yeah. in a way. So, speaking of, if you were not able to go out to your local comic book store and acquire any of the free comic book day stuff from uh, from Titan, we, because we care about you, have four extra copies of the Doctor Who free comic book day. And uh, we're going to make this very simple. I will take the first four people to write in and say, I would like one. And we'll send it out to you. We're going to have timestamps, so we're going to keep you on it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like galley timestamps. And I apologize for anybody who went through that mess. <laughs> I guess we should have included that news. Galley oh, is yeah. sold out for yeah. next year. Well, well, that was expected, though. Also in news, uh, convention-related stuff, we are now on the Time Any website as panelists. Oh, we are. I did not see Oh, it. yay. We should probably tell them what we're going to panel. <laughs> We'll let them know as soon as we know for sure. <laughs> Once they put it in writing, I will say what we're we, going to panel. We still have about five months before, yeah. four months. Before it's a, it could it so. could easily change what we're going to yeah. do. But we are officially panelists at Time Eddy. So now you have even more incentive. We're the first group on the website to be panelists. Yeah. Woot, woot. Woot. All right, what do we got coming up on the schedule? Well, coming up on the schedule for next week, uh, Friday Night Who, we will be doing The Deadly Assassin with Tom Baker. Uh, and then uh, a pair of Fourth Doctor Big Finish stories. We'll be finishing off the first season with him and Leela, which is uh, number five and six, Trail of the White Worm, part one and two. So that's the end of the season? That's the, well, the end of the... F- the first season, if oh, you treat them wow. as season. I didn't realize there were only six episodes. Only six. Short seasons. Short seasons in those. So it's we'll be... Tom. <laughs> <laughs> He's done it for a while. They kind of figured, they, you know. They were, uh, they were lucky to get him for the first season. They were going to ease him in for a little bit, yeah. They eased him in, yeah. Following week, Friday Night Who on the 22nd is The Visitation. And since we've already reviewed that story, uh, our episode on number 230 will be Beyond the Doctor with Peter Davison. And we kind of figure we're going to do the same that we did with Wurzel Gumridge and uh, John Pertwee, is we're going to do All Creatures Great and Small. And we'll just go and watch a random selection of episodes and not discuss it ahead of time and uh, see what chaos ensues from that experiment. (laughs) 
And then uh, the 29th of May is the Happiness Patrol with Sylvester McCoy for Friday Night Who, which uh, opens the door for a companion archive. Uh, <laughs> Benny, Benny Summerfield. <laughs> Some behind-the-scenes shenanigans going on here, sorry. And uh, we'll be doing Big Finish uh, mainline number 13, Shadow of the Scourge, which is corrected now. And number 42, <laughs> The Dark Flame. So, And, of course, the schedule is further up through the end of June on the website and corrected uh, as of now. So, All right. Excellent. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. <laughs> You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.